I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-truckin' down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-lookin' for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any rocky mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings. But that's never been a problem, cause we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down. What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet, to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Welcome back, Brother Jim and Brother Dave. Good Hi, morning. everybody. Yep. little light in the studio today. It's just us three. Super Dave is on vacation. Don't you worry, though. He gave us a high road hauling. He didn't leave us hanging. So High road up. High road up. Let's say the pledge and get into it. All right. I pledge, I pledge allegiance, allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with with liberty and justice for all. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to go out and do some trucking today. We pray for the safety of our fleet, all of their families, and all the other families and individuals we come across on the road today. We pray for patience and the making of good, safe decisions. We pray to be accident-free, and then we all make it back to the comfort of our homes this evening. We pray for healing and 100% recovery, For all of our JFW family members that are ill, no matter what, we trust you, God, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Speaking of the trucker prayer, I want to read Lori McCoy's thank you letter that we got. Appreciate you bringing this in, Jim. Sure. It says, Dearest JFW family, you all prayed for me as I was battling cancer and your prayers were answered. Being cancer-free and knowing that wonderful people at JFW sincerely care are the absolute best birthday gifts I could have received. Thank you so very much, Lori McCoy. I mean, oh, that's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That just really warms yeah. my heart. That's, yeah. that's a birthday gift. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no matter. Literally, right? Yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> yeah. Lori. We are so glad that you are cancer-free and you beat it, and we just pray that you know you just stay it's, that way. Stays that yep. way. Yep, Never absolutely. Comes back. You absolutely. have a long, healthy life. Same, yeah. same thing for Rico. I mean, he's battling right now. Haven't talked to you for a while, Rico. I hope hope things are going well. Honestly, the JFW family is just getting hit. Yeah, beat up There's there's just a lot of people sick, and I mean really sick, you know what I mean? Or, you know, the things that go on, you know, with 140 average employees here, you know, and all their families, and, you know, there's good things. There's, There's births, there's marriages, there's people buying homes, but unfortunately there's deaths, there's divorce, there's sickness, you know, and it just... It's just a really tough season for our family, yeah. you know, so. That's, and that's that's the stuff that weighs on you, too. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not. Yeah, I mean, we have another family member about to start battling some cancer, and I don't yeah. know if they're ready for us to mention any names, so I won't, but yeah, yeah. it's it's going to be a it's battle. Crazy, yeah. That just kind of really just took the wind out of me a little bit yesterday. Yeah, like, ah, it did. Another yeah. one. Right. You know? So, as a reminder, anything you hear on today's podcast is not JFW's opinion. It's just the men in this room's expressed opinions <laughs> so don't sue us don't email us well you could email us but whatever 
You can complain about our opinion. Is that what you mean on on email? You can. You can. <laughs> email our HR department. That's should I give her email address? Is <laughs> <laughs> that H period R period at jfwtrucking.com? <laughs> it's that's that's fake, you guys. I don't it's I don't care at jfwtrucking.com. Just kidding. It's just an opinion, it's right? Just an it's opinion. just some talk. Yeah. You know, and if you don't like our opinions, we'd be willing to sit in a room with you and you know it's no big deal. Yeah. We, we we have friends that don't share our opinions. Right? Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And how do you educate yourself? You exactly. hear other people's opinions, yeah. right? I mean, I've sure been swayed by some people, and Man. like I didn't look at it from that point of view or that angle, or wow, you're right. You know what I mean? You know, they say opinions are like whatever. <laughs> Everyone's got one, right? Yep. But some are stinky and smelly, and some are pretty nice. Yeah, but having opinions <laughs> of people that you respect, whether they're different opinion than yours or not, is helpful. We learn that every oh, yeah. week in the steering committee. Yeah. Like, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's really black and white. Here's what we should be doing, and then. You know, somebody comes along like, actually, it's blue, and we yeah. should be doing this. And it's like, holy crap, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, but that's back to that, you know, one person's thoughts, or it's always better to have two people in the room, even if one's a meathead. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it just helps. Yeah, no doubt. Well, episode 100 was a big hit. That was the Eric Zerbriggan episode. It had 844 downloads in its first week. You know what that did for us? We are at fifty point three total, fifty point three thousand total downloads. Ooh, that's, that's awesome! awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's some high road hauling. <laughs> yeah, right there. <laughs> yep, two hundred eighteen followers. Can you believe some podcasts get fifty thousand downloads in one episode? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a <laughs> right. That's a fan base, huh? Taking uh, us that's crazy weeks. Yeah, uh, but we're going to syndication now, right? Though, is that what you after the hundredth episode uh, we? We get syndicated. Absolutely. Or Does that mean we get paid now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I still need a man. I forgot. I wanted to bring up the five dollars for the challenge coin pig. I left him in the truck again. But <laughs> don't you worry, Mikey. I'm gonna pay up. <laughs> you seem concerned. I so. I, th- I think once we got to the fifty thousand, they notified Joe Rogan. Oh yeah, he did call me. Yeah, did he? You know, and yeah. offered a congrats. Cool. <laughs> as for as for some tips. So. Oh, funny. All right, since we're so funny and joking, it's time for the dad joke <laughs> challenge. Who wants to go first? Brother Dave, I know you've been practicing. Oh, man, you know. I, I I haven't practiced nearly enough, so I'll try and get through this. But anyway, uh, Mike Tyson and Chris Hemsworth were working out, and uh, it was a brutal workout. I mean, they just, they just took it to the house. I mean, both of them going at it, and Mike Tyson's no young man, and Anyway, when they were finished working out, do you know what Mike Tyson told Chris Hemsworth? It would help if I knew who that was. <laughs> uh, an actor, an Australian actor. You'll know. get it when I do the punchline. Oh, okay. Mike Tyson told him, he was like, hey, you better take them Advil because tomorrow you're going to be pretty Thor. <laughs> Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Oh, that was awesome, I don't, wasn't it? I don't know if the voice was more painful or the joke. <laughs> His impressions are usually pretty good. <laughs> that was a pretty weak Mike Tyson, yeah. but I did the best I could. Oh, man. Boy, they used to make fun of that with old Mike. Huh? Such yeah. a tough guy and his high voice and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He, he made up for it. He did. Nobody made fun of him in front of his face or nope. to his face, right? Not, not in the ring, yep. right? Huh. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I know as we get farther into the podcast here, you know, we're going to talk about paying attention and, and being engaged. So I got a little joke to go along with that. 
about paying attention. So a group of first-year medical students are gathered around a table with a naked cadaver on it. Their instructor motions for them to come close for their first three lessons of medical school. The first lesson is that you must not be afraid of the human body, alive or dead, he says, as some of the students are visibly uncomfortable. He then holds up a finger and says, <laughs> you, also, you must also possess the strength to do things necessary, even though they make you a little squeamish. He then sticks his finger in the cadaver's anus, <laughs> follows, up that, follows that up, and he pops his finger into his mouth. Oh, wow. Your turn, he says, to all the students. Slowly but surely, all the students stick their finger into the cadaver's anus and then into their mouths. <laughs> As many are retching and sweating and feeling ill, he then says, the final lesson today is that you must pay attention to the smallest details. You see, I used my index finger for the insertion, but unlike you, I stuck my middle finger in my mouth. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's pretty good. Oh, man. <laughs> I, got, I got, well, I have, no, I have no jokes, but I have two jokes from the fleet. Well, first one will be from uh, Armando Delval, and it's a true dad joke. What did the sushi say to the bean? To the bean? Yeah. Sushi and beans. Yeah. Huh? No. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what did the sushi say to the bee? The to bee? the bee. Yeah. Like bumblebee. Yeah. Uh. Wasabi. <laughs> oh, that is a great dad joke. That's and then funny. Steve Jackson, he always comes through. Not really dad jokes, kind of pushing the envelope, but still could be told. So he texted me the other day and like, you don't know it's a joke. Like, it just starts off with the joke. Yeah. <laughs> it says, hey, my wife asked me for a divorce. She says I'm un-American. Right away, I'm like, he's one of the most American people I know. <laughs> and then he says, <clears throat> I saw that coming from a kilometer away. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that one before, Jan. That's a cute one. Oh, that's so funny. That is, um, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I am dropping they the ball. They use that in Europe all the time. <laughs> <laughs> European. They've been doing that in Europe for years. They've been European. Uh, well, <clears throat> I am slacking. We have uh, four new employees this week. Two of them are going to be mentioned on the podcast. <laughs> Steve, Mo Steve Munoz and Tommy Trujillo, welcome to the fleet. Actually, I know the other ones. The other one is Jael or Yael and Jose. There oh, you go. Welcome Great. to the fleet. Nice. Yeah, welcome, you guys. Yeah, Glad to have you. They're next door going through orientation with JR today, huh? Yep, perfect. Absolutely. Always throws me off on uh, Wednesday for orientation. Right. You know, like, the, right. Yeah, and I think Dave added too, right? I mean, middle of the week kind of stuff. Yeah, what, so check this out. And this is this is Yael. Jael. Jael. He, uh, he, JL is how JL. Super Dave said how he wants it pronounced. And then he, <laughs> right? So JR says it, and Dave's like, no, he wants it pronounced JL. And I'm like, oh, okay, it doesn't look like that. JR probably knows. <laughs> anyway, this young man came for an interview, and, uh, you know, Dave usually doesn't offer jobs at the table because he wants people to go home and think about it. Well, this guy bought a one way ticket from Florida. He's not going home to talk about it. Like, he was in, he was pretty. He was here for the job. He was here for, he flew in for the job. 
and isn't going back home. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. Wow. So welcome welcome to the fleet, guys. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. No anniversaries this week, but we do have birthdays. And we got Dale Boyce, Mike Cisneros, and Arturo Mendoza all had a birthday on Monday. Happy birthday, yeah, gentlemen. Wow. Happy, birthday, happy birthday, you guys. Everybody. Family birthday celebrations. Monique Dean has a birthday today. And Anai Partida, which is uh, Oswaldo's wife, her birthday is a Saturday. Nice. Yeah, happy, happy birthday, birthday. ladies. Yep. yep. And then we received a nice uh, card from Jesse Rodelbaugh's wife, Rachel. She says, Dear JFW family, just a quick note to thank you for your support for myself and my singing family with the Northland Chorale. It is not easy to get any kind of support for the local theater that is not based around you, so you all willing to talk about us on the podcast and the flyers in the office and the trucks is amazing. Everyone in the group was so excited to hear about it. I cannot thank you enough for just that alone. That's so cool. Yeah, that is very nice. Yep. yep. Awesome. Shout-outs. Andrew Nonis. He, uh, he gets a shout-out from me. Andrew hit a deer up uh, on 285. Man, he did everything so perfect. Hit the deer, called me, told me what happened. He was out checking the truck out, reported everything. Just great communication and a great job checking out the truck the way it's supposed to be done. That's awesome. So, yeah, that it? is great. Yep. And then I got a shout-out from Paco. <clears throat> Excuse me while I pull it up. I'll jump in there while you're pulling it up, Jay. Right. I have a shout-out for David Olson this morning in 0080. He called in, did a great job explaining that he had a nail in his tire. He found it. He heard an audible air leak. Uh, you know, he wasn't in that truck yesterday because he was off sick or whatever the deal was mm -hmm. and uh, caught it before he left the yard. So win-win, good job pre-tripping, David. That's that's what yeah. we need, man. I'll have to look up see who was in that truck yesterday. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and David's description too, Dave, he, just, he described that it was a bolt, that it was, you know, in the center of the tread, wasn't on the sidewall. Yep. It is audibly leaking. Yeah. So whether yeah. it wasn't, you know, whether he moved it or just heard it, the yeah. whole bit to catch it and just yeah. not drive on it. Yep. I mean, how many tires have we ruined by just leaving the yard? Oh, yeah. You know, and then, he, you know, you asked him about the light just to make sure, yep. and he said it was on, went off, came back on and then remained on yep. so he knew the cycle of it so he yep. knew there was a problem yeah it was good good it, stuff and and david had how long has he been here do you know jim uh he might be a 90 you? day yeah. four yeah. months guy you know what i mean that's awesome yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's paying attention it's, it's good it's good yeah. stuff good guy all right paco wants to give a shout out to mr dan 0069 a couple weeks ago i was behind him coming back from fair play with 31 tons i was going to pass him and decided to just follow him instead at his speed. That time was the fewest times I've ever used my brakes. <laughs> I can say I counted like four times where I might have tapped them a little, and that was almost the whole way. Good and cautious driver that he is. P.S. When are you going to be a guest on the podcast? We'll love to hear about your Coast Guard stories and how you used to fight mermaids and pirates. Ha -ha. Ah, are you ready to tell your story? Ha ha. Paco, I'm a guest on the podcast every week. And my, my, my Coast Guard stories are over 20 years old. There, you know, but I appreciate that. All right. Any other shout outs, guys? Yeah, I'm just got to do a generic one, and we're we're talking about David there paying attention, and you know as we get into the discussion here, paying attention or, or being engaged, and uh, you know I said this morning when we were talking about different stuff, and we've talked about the story about hitting the gate, 
you know, once, and then we really concentrate on that, that one person, um, you know, when there's, you know, 5,000 times we've missed the gate, right? You guys, we've all talked about that. And, and that's kind of like this, you know, I want there, we have so many people that are engaged in paying attention and maybe they don't get the shout out, you know, that silent warrior, those kind of people. So just this morning, thank you for, you know, being engaged. Uh, you know, one of the things we're going to talk about is we, we switched to Toro here and we sent out emails. We talked about it for two weeks on the podcast. Um, and, uh, you know, it was talked about on the radio and everything. And, and Tuesday of this week or Monday this week, we had several people ask what's Toro and, and what is it and how do you, how do you run it? And it's just, it's just a little disheartening. Cause I don't know, I don't know how the people that I'm glad you asked and found out, right? That's the first thing. But for us, not not really be upset, but just be disheartened when you've done everything you can to communicate with everybody, and, it, and it's still not enough. You know, that's just uh, just a little bit of a letdown. Yeah, it's it's we put so much effort into making things go smoothly around here. You know, to to have somebody just have no clue what Toro is. It's it is frustrating, right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we. I mean, we. Yeah, we miss stuff on accident, which are which is so important. But when we're when we're trying to prevent it, we still miss it. It just really it's like hitting that gate. Yeah, you know. So thanks for everybody that's engaged. Appreciate that. Yep. I'm just gonna piggyback on that and just tell a personal story. I've told you guys. So, just when I'm getting ready to teach a class. I just do everything in my power to make sure everybody is as informed as possible so they're prepared. What here's a plug, Jim. What 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 if people are here that don't know what class you teach? I teach a defensive handgun concealed carry class, right? There you go. <clears throat> Been doing it for a while and I've learned some things through the years because if somebody shows up and they don't have their act together, it doesn't just affect them. It affects everybody. You know what I mean? The instructions are very specific like, "Hey, Make sure you have X, Y, and Z. I want you to have a good day. But it's X, Y, Z, A, B, C. I mean, there's a lot, right? So the emails start going out about a month before class. Hey, you know, here's what you're going to need. You know, and then I ask for some information. Next week, hey, you know, and I just keep feeding them. And as I'm doing it, it's just become a little discouraging even to send emails because you know, Somebody's showing up that's not prepared. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, what do you, what do, you do? I mean, we got to still do what we do for the other people that are going to be prepared. Yeah. You know, it would, it would be terrible if nobody was prepared. You right. know what I mean? But, yeah, I, I get it, Jim. It's, you know, we put a lot of work and effort to making sure our fleet is set up for success, you know, to, to, for us to remain organized. You know, when people come here and be like, oh, wow, you guys are so organized. How do you do it? Blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And yeah. you know to go ahead. Yeah, no. And I was I was just going to ask you. And you kind of used the word. I don't know if I can ask you the right question to get the the word out of you. But besides the safety part of it, why are you doing that for for everybody? Why Why does that mean so much to you, Jim? Can you explain what what it means to everybody else? And I'm and I'm not sure I get you to say the word, but I'm not giving you the right. The right clues. Whisper I, get, it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I understand why. Why is it important for me for them to be prepared? Not yep. not only for you, but for all of them. Because what are you trying to do with that whole class? I'm trying to provide a service. Number one, I'm trying to p- give people 
an experience. There you go. There's my word. You want them to have the best experience, James. Absolutely. This is the same thing we're doing here. Yep. You know, why would you want, because you just mentioned one of the people, you know, didn't show up with a holster. You gave him a holster. Didn't show up with a belt. You had a, a belt. Then you got down. They couldn't wear the belt because they didn't have belt loops. Right. And, and you're like. <laughs> and in those emails, in three of the four emails I send out, make sure you have a pants or shorts with belt loops and a sturdy belt. That's in there three times. Uh. And for somebody to show up, I don't, I don't have a belt. I don't have. You know, first of all, dude, why are you wearing capris? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, there's just so many people that go through life clueless, though. Right. You know Not what I mean? paying attention. Yeah. 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 And you know what? The way they do one thing is the way they do everything. Yep. They probably don't know about a lot of things that are going on. And right. You know what? The attitude is probably just like, not my problem. Yeah. So. Yeah, but that's where that's where we're just... You know, we have guests on and we talk about their experiences and what they try to do and all the safety stuff, your small experience with your company, but it's the same message. Right. It just doesn't change, you know? And the thing is, we're not making it up. It's not special to us. Yeah. You know, it's it's right. everybody. Don't yeah. you agree, though, the people that we have on, I mean, we pretty much, we have a relationship with those people and they're successful for a reason? There are people. There are yeah, people, people. Yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Canelo was laughing at me the other day. I was dealing with Great West, and uh, the guy taking the information on an accident. He was just, he was just great, you know. I, I've dealt with enough of these people now where I could tell who's good and who's not. And this guy, he was just on the money. And when I was saying goodbye, I was like, Nathan, you're my people. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're my people. <laughs> so Oswaldo was laughing, and then I had another call. I don't know if it was the same day or not. But this girl was just almost impossible for me to deal with. <laughs> and I looked at Oswald and I was like, she's not my people. <laughs> and then it was like, you know, yeah. the aha moment. Right. You know? So Yeah, and that, that, that one video, Dave, because he asks how you living. Yeah. You know, those, those people, our people, are living. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. because they're either bringing the best experience to themselves, their family, or to others like like you, Jim, and yeah. that's that's the reason there are people. Yep. Just so you know, you guys are my people. Nah, thank nice. you. You, you I'm, too. I'm buddy. hoping yeah. to be your people. Ditto, yeah. Jim. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the. I mean, that's the shout out here too, Jim, because we have so many people here yep. that are our people. Yep. And that's what makes us special. But yeah. you know, the the few that and, and it could be just an off day. It's not like I don't make mistakes, but you can't hit that gate. <laughs> I'll be right. your people tomorrow. I'm not your people today. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, when you look, you know, we started using this term high road up, right? And that's almost like saying you're my people. Like right. if, if one of the people on the steering committee looks at you and we're like, hey, high road up, it's like, we know we're people. Yeah. 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 I, I was, I didn't know if we needed to send something out on that. And, you know, we, we have our creed and all our stuff, but the high road up and, I was waiting for somebody to ask us about that, right? You know, but if you if you just take Super Dave's High Road Holland, that's what High Road Up is. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, week after week, he gives you some kind of pointer to be better, and some of the stories are just so amazing. Absolutely. Shout out to Jack Oquendo Mejia. He uh, we were going back and forth, and he signed off on a text message. High Road Up. 
Mm, that's that's beautiful. That's cool. So it is that's catching. Yeah, it, it is, is beautiful. Cool. Catching. Yeah. Yep. Jack, you're up people yep. most, most of the time. Yep. Was it just UP up or was it like the UUUUPP? I wrote up. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. Even, <laughs> you know what my right, response is? He's not is? quite our people. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, Jack. That's you, can, awesome. Can you see my response? <laughs> I love it. HRTFU. <laughs> yep. I love it. Yep. Can't say uh, that on a public podcast. I mean, yep. we could. We, we won't. I rode the right. up. Right. up. <laughs> awesome. All right, let's get into the meat and potatoes. <clears throat> so we had an accident uh, last week, pretty bad one, and we wanted to talk about what can happen when you're distracted by your food, your phone, cooler, just talking on a headset, you know, what the ramifications are, what's at stake, stuff like that. So Yeah, when you... When you say bad jam, it's oh man. There's such a such a. It's not even a gray area. I wish I could have you guys all feel it. I guess I did that. The one podcast where I tried to give an example of when you get that pit in your stomach, oh. when it just makes. you I have it right now, just talking about it. Right Jim, when, when it like, just makes you. We have sick. to talk about it, and I don't want to talk about. Yeah, it. and it, it <clears throat> it's not just an accident jam. It's an at fault accident. No way at fault. You, you know what I mean? And yeah. and luckily the other person walked away. Didn't not even a, take an ambulance ride. Not a scratch. It's right. a miracle. Yes. Right? Right? Yes. right. And I, that's where I I'm, mean, when the driver called in on the accident and told Jam, Jam goes, is he okay? You know, is the other person okay? And the, the driver said, I don't even know if he's alive. Yeah. Yeah, you want to talk, and I know you both have experienced that. That's the first time I've experienced. I've been on my way to accidents wondering if a per, like how bad it is. Yeah, they're alive. Yeah. How Lu- bad is it, yeah, right? Luckily, we haven't really had any... We, we haven't had any injury accidents where somebody is bleeding out or critical or right. anything like that, where we've been at fault or otherwise, right? Right. But to hear the driver tell me, hey, I was just an accident. I don't know if that guy's alive back there. It doesn't feel good. Right? It it's just... And how do you describe that feeling, Jim? Yeah, how do we you know, get that? Because we're... <clears throat> it was bad, but it could have been worse. Yeah, but split, we want to explain to you, it's bad. A split second, either way. Yeah. You know, well, if, I, if we were... If I, we I got to back up, Jim. Back up. Wasn't a split second. Four seconds. No, no, no. What I was going to say, a split second either way of the point of impact. Oh, yeah. Could have been life or death. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, I apologize. I yeah. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm used to being corrected. That's <laughs> fine. Yeah, a split second earlier. Yeah. <clears throat> The guy would have went under the trailer. Yeah. Right? A split second later, we would have hit him on his door. Yes. You know what I mean? And yeah. And it's just, oh. Yeah. yeah. So to help everybody out, we ran a red light, you guys. Yep. We ran a, uh, it was red. It wasn't yellow. It wasn't stale. It, it wasn't nothing. It didn't just turn. It just yeah. didn't turn. Yeah. We ran a red light. That was and, red for a long time. And Four pe- seconds at least in the video. Yep. Yep. And the people from the other side, the people that had the right of way, started to leave through the intersection and go straight through it. And we, luckily, like Jam's trying, kind of tried to explain, the split second is we were far enough through the intersection that that person ran into the side of us. But if we would have T-boned him, like you said, a second earlier, half a second, and hit the car in the driver's door, we would have killed that person. We were loaded. We were, you know, 70 miles an hour. We were... Just, just every everything about it is so horrible, and you and you watch the video, and we we can't share the video um, until things are are settled. Um, but it's a 
We ran a red light, you guys. We 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 demolished the fence on this one. We <laughs> yeah, the, gate. Uh, the gate. The gate. Yeah, the post, gate, yeah. the fence. We took out the, the car. I mean, and the, the car. The magnum. You, you know, yeah. And yeah. the the magnum, I mean, you know, uh, I was telling somebody about it, a uh, family member, and and uh, they joked and said, did it have a Hemi in it? Because I said we removed the hood. Right. And, and was, they were like, oh, did it have a Hemi in it? Not when we were done. No. It was short a few cylinders, I think. Yeah, but and, if you want to buy a good, safe car. Yeah, it was Dodge Magnum. Yeah, be the way to go. <laughs> yeah, it held up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we're—I mean, we're—we're we're joking about it, you guys. But the 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 level of sickness and how it feels, and this is the reason for the podcast. This is the reason for the talks. This is the reason for the safety committee. This is the reason for the the everything we do is is right here. The you know we are accident free. We were not accident free. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. I've said it before, and we, we kind of coined it a little bit, but you're one bad decision away from blowing up your entire life. Horrible. This guy was one bad decision away from blowing up all our lives. If that and, was a fatality, yeah. like, I don't know how long. An at-fault fatality. Yeah. Oh, my God. He just basically killed somebody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you talk about the nuclear verdict, right? Yeah. JFW, just so you know, you may think JFW is loaded. We can't afford a nuclear verdict. <laughs> no right? one can. No one yeah, can. No That's one why can. it's That's nuclear. It's, exactly. It's done. Yeah, it's like, Life is over as you know yeah. it. That's Anything nuclear. that you have, give it to this person's family. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And what does that do to the 140 families here at JFW? Gone. You know, some of you will move on without a beat and... You know, but who likes to work here? I feel like most people enjoy this job. We've created something here where people want to work here, you know, and we fight and we fight and we fight to get things to be done a certain way, especially the safety stuff. When we talk about don't be distracted, we would talk about watch your speeds, slow down before you hit an intersection. That's not because we like to tell people what to do. It's it's a safety issue. Absolutely. And we're trying to we're we're trying to like we've had meetings the last couple of weeks trying to launch JFW to even another level, another level of excellence, and then to come in and have somebody make that bad decision, it just it just feels it's it's I feel betrayed. I be, I feel mm-hmm. betrayed by that driver because we didn't teach him to do that. We've tried to, to, to just feed you all the information to do this job the right way and to have somebody just come in and do it their way and put the whole company at risk. It's, it's disgusting. Like, I just, it's frustrating. I, I was joking earlier comparing my emails. Like, oh, I sent out four emails in a month and somebody didn't listen. But we fight here every day at JFW to be safe and to have somebody just cruise through that red light you know, instead of stopping and hit another vehicle, it just, and there's no words really. I'm just, it's just gross. And then there's an ownership issue of the situation. Oh too. yeah. It was the other car's fault. He shouldn't have mashed on the gas when the, when the light turned. Green. Yeah. When he had the right to go. <laughs> yeah. 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 How many times do we all want the car in front of us to go? Cause the light's green. Right. You know, and yeah. And, and I, I want to mention too, is that when we're, we're, cause we've talked about it. I've told a joke about it, engaged, paying attention. We've used all those words. But this guy wasn't on the phone with it in front of him. He wasn't reaching in his lunchbox. He wasn't texting. He wasn't texting. He wasn't. He wasn't. It was uh, like he was daydreaming. Yeah, and so he was <laughs> wasn't asleep. He was wide what, awake. Wide awake. So everything was just this guy was not paying attention. Yep. And focused on the light. And and you mentioned it not too. focused on the light. Yeah, not focused. Well, yeah. I mean, he, I was, know, focu- he was focused on running the light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, any light you come to, you're like. 
you know, we talk about the stale green lights. I mean, I'm pretty sure JR has it in the orientation, if I'm not mistaken. I'd, I'd, if it's not, we should add it. But, I, you know, you're coming up to an intersection that's green, 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 you know, because guess what? You're in a big truck. You need to find out if you can stop for the light, if you can, you know, be prepared and slow up, wait for the light to change, and then accelerate instead of being stopped at the intersection. All of those things that you're, that you're taught or that we talk about. And we don't know where this guy was at. It's, it, it's terrible, and it's... Uh, we had an immediate safety meeting the next morning. You know, this happened late afternoon. We ha- I called an immediate safety meeting the next morning to go, all right, what, can, what criteria can we create that identifies issues with this driver? You know, is it, is it just an attitude? Is it, uh, you know, what are the flags? What are some flags we can pick up on the first 30 days he works here or she works here to go, Ah, this not our people. This guy's not our people, right? right? And, and and you know he's, you know what people don't understand is everyone that cares about working here truly gets it, right? They're engaged. Mm-hmm. They like JFW, and they understand this guy jeopardized life at JFW as they know it. Yep. Right. And and when when we get the group of people that are here that understand that, hopefully they can help spread that influence to the others. You know, it would just be to such great avail that when we hire someone, they almost have to meet the approval of everyone. Like the shop. Right, exactly. Mm. And I, I guess, you know, that's that's creating, that's the next level, right, Jam? Right. You know what I mean? And where it's like someone looks at this guy's safety record and it's like, no, he's got two speeding tickets. He's, he's not our criteria. He's yeah. not, you know, and this guy doesn't. This guy wasn't throwing any flags. Right. You know? Right. But there was no ownership. There was uh, there was some issues, right, of ownership. Yeah. Not when you say flags, there you're right, Jim. There wasn't any like glaring red flags. Yeah, seemed like he was doing a good job. Yes, yeah, yeah. So when you're out there making your million decisions every day, and you decide to pick up your phone, or you decide to do something in an area you shouldn't do it, think about what's at risk, you know, or think about what's at stake. It may not be the risk. But it is what's at stake. Maybe you've picked up your phone a hundred times going through an intersection or a construction zone. So it's not it's not the chances of what's going to happen. It's what's at stake if it does happen. That's mm-hmm. what you really got to think about. You know. Yeah, and the the thing is, are you driving defensively? We don't really talk about that. This guy was almost driving offensively. Yes. Yeah, I was just thinking about that, Dave. How many times I've rolled up to an intersection. And like you're saying, the stale light, but I'll just roll through the intersection with the Jake's on. You know, it just get you know, before that, before the intersection, you just hit the Jake's, you know, and you just slow up or you just let off the fuel and the, you know, the Jake's come on. But instead of running at it at, at 65 right through the intersection, maybe you run through it at 60 and you're aware of what's going on. Yeah. You know, it just gives you that, that whatever that time might be, one more second, half a second of going, what's, what's going on? You know, I'm not blasting through the intersection. There's right. just that controlling the situation, and you need to control every single minute of every day you're driving that truck. Yep. You need to be the one in control. When you're not in control, bad shit happens. Mm-hmm. That's just how it works. Yeah, yesterday, uh, <clears throat> driving up to Fry, I ran ran one load yesterday. Driving up to Fry, I got so into ba- that. back when you used to drive? <laughs> back when I used to drive. <laughs> yesterday? Yesterday. <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> 
And I was a little rusty. <laughs> not gonna lie, I was a little rusty. I right? took I took a couple loads last week or the week before, and then yesterday. I haven't been to Fry in so long. I didn't remember what channel they were on. I had to call my lifeline. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Troy Hunt. <laughs> but anyway, um, going through that construction zone where we had a mirror to we'll call it mirror to mirror incident with another big truck. That's tight. You're right. I was just it is like, tight. I got in there, and I wasn't in the left lane. And I was just like, this is tight. Like, right. You know, I definitely wanted to keep everybody away from me going through there because you mentioned the deep grooves in the road. Yeah. It's tight. The whole thing, it was just like, yeah, this is yeah. an accident waiting to happen. I mean, it, it, there's no passing signs. No passing that, everywhere. Right? Yeah. People were passing me, big yeah. trucks. Just yeah. Boom, I get it. Boom. I get it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's, that's so deceiving because it says no passing. But what do you do when you enter it and you're, there's a car next to you? I mean, you can't. There's cars on both sides or always on the left. You know what I mean? Unless you just happen to hit that strange time of day where there's no vehicle next to you. But you're always next to something is what I'm getting at. Well, no passing, though. Right? So let's say the three of us all hit that. It's three lanes. We all hit it. You're on the left. You're in the middle. I'm in the right. And then Jim's slowing down. Like, you're gone. We ain't going to see you yeah. no more. Jim slows down where I either got to slow down with them or pass them. Slow down with them. Yeah. Yeah. No? Yeah, that was. <laughs> I, I guess that's what I mean. You can't. Our, our guys know to be in that right lane. Right. That way there's only one side they're watching or one side that can be hit by another four-wheeler instead of both sides. Right. Right? And, and they're aware of it. They're prepared to go through that, right. right? They know, hey, this is a bad little spot. I'm not going to be drinking. I'm not going to be on the phone. I'm not going to be texting. I'm not going to be balancing my lunch on my lap. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be drinking. I'm not. I have to have two hands on the wheel, both eyes on the road, looking at both mirrors. You know what I mean? It's That's one of those areas we need to be wide awake going through, vigilant. Yeah, the accident we had last week, I, I didn't say to anybody, but I got a kick out of it because the slow truck that we were trying to get around and that we did pass, we we passed him or we got in the wrong lane, left lane. We passed him. We hit the mirror of the other truck. We're having to get over and pull over because now we've had an accident. And the truck we passed is in the video going past us, just on up the hill, minding his own business, going on his way. And you're <clears> like, he'll be hours ahead of you yep. just because you couldn't wait. Yep. You had, you know, hit the mirror and everything else. And I mean, if that, if I was that guy on that other truck, I'd been, I'd been laughing, laughing at you. Go, oh, there's one of our brethren. He's an asshole. You know, he could have just stayed behind me and cruised up the hill. Yep. Not our people. Luckily, though, we did have an opportunity to meet with that driver and and coach him up a little bit. But he's also self coaching and self implementing some things to make him a better driver. You know, we were prepared to let him go. You know. Uh, but he pleaded his case, and uh, I believe he's gonna he's gonna rise to the top. So he yeah. know he knows what to do. He knows yeah. what to do. And Back, we got we got faith in him, yeah. right? You know yeah. what I mean. We're gonna we're right. behind him. We have support for him, and ultimately he was engaged. Absolutely, oh, yeah. we've done all we can do by showing our support, by giving our guidance, all of that. It's in his hands now. Yeah, right. But, we've given him the foundation to stand on. And the knowledge to move forward, it's up to him to build his house. You want to grow? Right. Or not? Absolutely. Right? One thing he brought up that I think kind of raised all of our eyebrows in an in a interesting way, like, oh, wow, he's never been at a company like JFW before. The last truck that he drove 
this, all, all the trucks in the fleet, he said, none of the speedometers even worked. You know, he was lo- working for a small independent place, and it was like, go get more loads, go get more loads, go get more loads. We've never, we, we'll tell people to, to, to get a load, right? You yeah. got to get another one. Yeah. But we, we never look at your paycheck or look at the production of the truck like, hey, your truck only made X, Y, and Z last week. You need to go make more money. Yeah. You know, if, if you got to pass people in a, in a construction zone, do it. Yeah. You know, we're, we're not we're not pushing people for production. We you never know, we, condone that. We, safety we do, first. We do push for safety. You know, and what's what's the first thing we always tell everyone? Two words. Hmm. <laughs> a- anyone that we've ran into that we have problems with, we tell people, I don't want to say every morning here in the parking lot because I do think it's gotten better. Oh, slow down. Absolutely. Slow down. You know, and in, in every incident we have, it's if you do a, that, it, it eliminates it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That we're back to that Cadillac and that chilling out, that just just being relaxed, doing your yep. job. It's it's easy instead of being high key, you know, intense, Ugh. driving as hard as you can get. I mean, it's like exhausting just talking about it. I used to be that guy. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Right? It sucks. Right? I'll even get sucked. I mean, I, I've talked about it. You'll get sucked in sometimes by accident. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like. Wow, I just got out in the left lane to pass this car, and holy shit, there's five five trucks trying to pass me now. Yep. Well, I got to keep going. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Now yeah. you're speeding. You're the speeding leader until you can move over and get out of the way. Yeah. Like it, it's not it's not good. Yeah, yeah. I think I, that thank you that Paco sent or the shout out Paco sent out to Dan. I yep. think he recognized that going yep. down the hill. Yep. You know, can it be done a little bit different in a in a safe manner? Sure, but that had to probably be one of the easiest rides Paco's taken. Yeah, and Paco's a good driver. Yeah, Paco's, absolutely. You know, absolutely yeah. top notch. Paco's had some accidents not at fault where his he the, saved his reaction yes. saved lives. Yes, you know what I mean. Absolutely. So, you know, for him to give kudos to somebody else, it's not like yeah, he's brand new. Yeah. So yeah, just wanted to touch on that too. The the driver that you know had the accident going up the hill and. And uh, met with him, and he's you know he made a he wrote a great email back to us and and things like that. But when you talk about that foundation, Dave, um, you know they was at church one time, and there was a sermon too, and they were talking about people's foundations and that one guy that you know how you live in and uh, um, that video. He talks about your foundation too because you're at your lowest point. Yeah, I guess I want to make maybe a, just a, a weird point about that foundation, and they mentioned it in churches. You can't always be right in the center of your foundation, and that's the strongest. You need to be able to walk clear out to the edge of your foundation, and it be just as strong as the center. Yeah. And that's what we're asking for, that you can walk any place on your foundation, clear out to the edge, and you're going to have the same amount of strength there, whether it's in your faith, your ability to do your job, your relationship with your your significant other, your children, whatever. So that that's a foundation. Yep. Not just being hiding in the center is is the point I want to make. It yeah. just no, it struck it struck me as a That's a good point. You know. Great point. Large you know, foundation. When you get a big enough foundation and it's solid enough and you're safe on it, you can build a deck that's a cantilever <laughs> off the edge of your foundation. <laughs> ah, for right? some fishing, right? Absolutely and <laughs> and still do the right thing. Still do the right, right? thing. Because it's got a solid foundation under that. Yep. Love it. Yeah. Anything else on the accident? Yeah, I just hope we made the point of the the paying attention, being engaged, and and how sick it feels, you guys. If you, yep. you know, just let it wash over you if you if you thinking that you're not driving your best about killing somebody. Yeah. 
Think about the next time you pick up that phone. This driver wasn't texting, but think about it. If you're one of the people that are on your phone, anything could happen at any time, and it'll happen quick, and it could be the thing that ends ends you. Yeah, I've had yeah. an accident, but I don't know if the person's alive. Right? Yeah. Think wow. about that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And if you do have an accident, and I mean, everyone's a little different, think it has to do with the size of your amygdala, right? But <laughs> before before you call me, before you call me to say you have an accident and you don't know if somebody's alive, maybe call 911 or go back and look or, you know, see if you could help that person that you just injured. Right. You know? Yeah, your fault or not. Let's yeah, let's let's, let's yeah. help the people we can. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, this brings me to my next point, right? And it's titled self-police next level, right? So, we need help. <laughs> what? nothing keep going i just i heard a voice out in the hallway and then you're like we need help and oh here i am (laughs) it just it was weird so we do need help and occasionally we'll have a driver say something like hey i'm not mentioning anybody's names or truck numbers but this is going on right okay well until you're ready to name a name a name or truck number I'm not really interested in hearing about something yeah. that's going on that you 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 want to help but you don't really want to help, you know. Yeah. And we're not asking for for, you know, tattletales, right? But we are asking for help. Try to approach somebody in in the, in a in a calm manner and tell them, "Hey, that's not how we do things here at JFW." Or if you're not comfortable with that, call me, call JR, Scooby, Kendrick, one of the brothers, Super Dave, let us know so we could address it. But we're not going to be able to get to the next level without help. And we need to self-police ourselves. And I believe like being held accountable from your coworkers is different than being held accountable oh boy. from your bosses. Absolutely. So speak, right. So, you know, to me it goes a long way if you tell your buddy, hey, you know, I noticed you were on your phone when I passed by. That's a bad idea, you know. Or let us know and we'll we'll have that conversation. But don't be scared to to pipe up a little bit. This is your place of work as well. You know, if you want to work here for a long time and you don't want to be shut down by a nuclear verdict and you see somebody doing something unsafe, we need to know about it. You're, you're the one out there. You're the one on the street seeing the things. And we, that is the next bar. That is that the is, next level, Jim. That's how se- we're going to get to where to we To self-police. And I mean, when you have the courage to say something to someone else, you don't have to be an ass about it. Right. At all, and I think everyone, we're just we just have that train of thought, right? Everyone thinks, oh, you know, somebody's going to be a jerk to me, or he's being a jerk to me, or whatever. You know, number one, I don't suggest to do it on the company radio or the CB. Absolutely, whatever happened happened. Yep. You know, either pick up the phone when you're stopped to have that conversation with someone, or if you're witnessing it and you're like at a plant or or whatever, man, hop out of the truck, walk up to that driver. Put out your hand, shake hands, go, hi, I'm such and such. Hey, I just just watched this go on, you know, whatever the situation may be, and go, man, we weren't taught that here. We don't do that here. Uh, you know, throw us under the bus. We've we've told everyone to use Jim and I for the excuse. If we get if you get caught doing that, Jim or Dave will fire you. Like it's it's done. That's a that's a bad deal, right? Anyone any one of the leadership team here has the ability to let someone go. Mm-hmm. And when you're making those kind of choices that are going to jeopardize my career, I'm affected by it. 
Yep. Right? And and that's just, that's the next step. That's where we need to be. That's yeah. high road up. Tell a- them. Absolutely. You need a high road up. Absolutely. That's not how we do it here at JFW. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, don't want to argue with you, Dave, because you're, you're exactly right <laughs> when we, <laughs> when but, we talk about but. it. But, <laughs> but there's always that. But I just want to give that, that instance. And it's a safety thing to me just to kind of, the radio and the CB thing, not to do it over the radio or CB. If you see something that you think you can stop that's an yes. emergency. Oh, of course. And, and, I, and I know I'm just mentioning it that way, yeah. Dave, because we had that incident with the power line. But again, that's, that's the next level. When yeah. you're paying attention and you see somebody doing something dangerous, say something. Hey, you yeah. know what? Sorry, Jim. No, no. Casey did that to me yesterday. I was uh, getting ready to go into the bins. Casey was behind me. There was a side dump for somebody that was going around the sea bins, and he didn't cut it wide enough. So he got stopped. And I had started to go to load under the sea bin, and Casey was just like, hold up, Jam, he's about to back up. Mm. Right? Wow. I didn't jump on the CB and tell Casey, like, who are you to tell me how to drive <laughs> this right? truck? This is my truck. It yeah. was Ron's truck. But, yeah, I stopped. Everything was cool. You know what I mean? Thank yeah. you, Casey. Yeah, it, yeah. And, and sometimes it. I mean, you have to be a really big person to take criticism or something you missed. But again, we've all learned that with our age and what could happen. That it's right. much better to go. Man, I didn't see him. Thanks, Casey. Right? I mean, it just. <laughs> yeah. It's it's would, so much easier. I'd rather have that than have to call you guys and be like, "Guess who had an accident?" Yeah. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. And the you know listening to you guys talk when you talk about the next level and. And people come to us and go, hey, I don't want to mention any names, but this was going on. Click. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because so if you're not going to give us any names, what do you want to what do you want us to do about it? Right. Yeah. Are you just after the drama conversation? Right. Because obviously you're not doing anything about it. You won't give me the, the information so that I can do something about it. So that is not the next level. Jim, yeah. just so you know, I'm a good Boy Scout. We have people that aren't good Boy Scouts here. I'm not going to tell you who they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we, we had the little joke going around yesterday, and, and it, it was funny when you know the whole thing, but, you know, snitches get stitches. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the one, bullshit. <laughs> I mean, right. yeah, I, we need to know to take us to the next level. That's all it is. Right. Yeah. You know, it's not to go... I've always hated that guy. I'm going to fire him. Thanks for the info. I mean, you guys all know me, and you've heard me say it, but I'll I'll, I'll start a conversation. And it, it, there's only three of us at our house. Well, actually, only two of us now. If something if something goes south, it's either my fault or my wife's fault. Right? <laughs> Before Sam went to college, it was just the three of us, and I, I would show up and like the lights would be left on. I'm just using an example, right? Sam. Something Sam did it. Some weird deal, and I'm like, hey, I got home and the lights were left on all day again, and I'm not going to mention any names, but. The initials are Sam. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I mean, I'll, I'll tell a story like that, and it doesn't phase me in the least, right? Because right. that's who it was. Right. You know, and I, I make a joke out of it, but that's the fact. And, you know, you can handle it that way, too. And also keep in mind, if you are saying something to someone and they climb down your throat, mm. just walk away. Yep. And please let us know, because, again... They're not our people. Not our people. And yep. they're right. And, and they're that guy. And if yep. you are the person that is getting spoken to, even by somebody less senior than you, accept it. Yeah. You know? It, Especially if you are wrong. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's 
And that's a tough thing. That's a kind of a life lesson. And, you know, you, you talk about that driver that we were talking about that we met with last week, Jim, and, you know, he, we, he was so on the bubble, like you said, we were going to let him go. And he pretty much said and did all the right things during, during our meeting. Ownership. And, and yeah. yeah, he owned it a hundred percent. Right. And said he wants to be better. And, you know, told us he's never worked anywhere that, that is like here. And, uh, you know, I guess that's what I say. He said all the right things, but he's willing to make change. He took every one of our criticisms and almost said, thank you. Yep. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, he did. He, yeah. You know, and, and then wrote up his own line of correction. Yeah. Like, I'm going to start doing this. I'm yep. going to start doing this. It yep. wasn't just, I'm going to be safer. Yeah. And it wasn't three lines. It yeah. It was well thought out, put together. It was. I thought you wrote it. <laughs> I was proud of you, man, because that was better than I could write, Jim. Huh. I was but impressed. Here's the thing, too, is, and this isn't directed at this driver, but we've had this happen before where it's like, what you're doing isn't lined up with the way we do, do things at JFW. We're gonna we're thinking about letting you go. Oh, well, I'm going to change. You know what I mean? Make that change now. Don't yes. wait until you're in the spotlight so much where all we see is you to make the change. Yes. Make, make it quicker. Yes. Yeah, self-police yourself. Self-police, yeah. You know, and and just to capitalize on that, when I seen the email, I even asked you guys, you, <laughs> you know. You were skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> but but it acted like he took notes from yeah. your meeting. Yeah. He and, took some mental notes, Jim. You know, he wasn't writing right, them down, but right? he got it. So obviously yeah. he paid attention, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, this kid has the potential to not only be our people, but be a leader here. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that's... Yeah. That's uh, that's what I hope and pray for him. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. And again, we all have to. Life is mistakes, right? And again, this is a young guy, yep. right? He's twenty four. Yep. He's a young guy. Yep. You know, got his whole life ahead of him, and uh, we. I would love to see him make his career here. Yep. Yeah. You know, because after this experience, I know he's learned a lot. Yep. And he said he's learned more in the four months he's worked here than his whole career. Right? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. Also, has a lot going on in his personal life. You know what I mean? And I'm not, this is going to be part of my final thoughts, right? But still wants to do a good job, still wants to improve, still wants to, to be a better person, still wants to be a better driver. He's not letting that all suck him down. You know what I mean? Good. So Good. You know, if you talk to him, just his personality, you wouldn't know what he's going through. You know what I mean? Wow. So Yeah, yeah, because at, at some point, like you said, Dave, he can be a leader and stuff. I just want to put on here he can probably look at somebody someday and go you can hrtfu <laughs> right <laughs> and he said because i did yep. yes i was there uh, yes and i experienced testify yep. right yep. right yeah that's awesome he, he's been baptized <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on toro we toro, need a toro toro toro, toro. <laughs> man Axon is a thing of the past. <laughs> Boom. I, haven't, I haven't heard somebody say, send me the Axon. Oh, man, imagine that. Somebody asked for an Axon. Right. On purpose. But anyway, we've moved over to Toro, which is our new dispatching program. Mm -hmm. It's not an app. It's nope. web. It's, yep, you don't need to put it on your phone. It's web-based. Nope. You still need to use your phone, but you don't have to have <laughs> an app on your phone. You, you get a text, go yep, to the link, get a text. it's on your browser. So anyway, um, we've been working with Toro. Toro's been great as far as making changes and developing a program custom to what jfw needs are yeah absolutely is it perfect today it's not no. will it be perfect it will be yeah you know, because oh, yeah. it'll be ever evolving to what right. we needed to do right it's not a canned dispatch program with this is how it is yeah. manipulate it because that's what i'm used to i'm used to getting programs here 
And we got to manipulate it to work for us because we do things. Right, but it's a program that's been out for 10 years. There and they just sell it to us. And it's like, oh, right. it'll do this. Right. It'll do that. Right. And but, just like you said, Jam, we're, we're having to fit a size 10 foot in a size 9 shoe. Yep. Right? There's something yep. good. Something's going to be uncomfortable somewhere. Yep. It could be your heel. It could be your toe. Yep. You may get a blister after walking in it for four hours, right? <laughs> right. But something's not going to work. It's, it's going to be uncomfortable. Yep. And it seems like every program, I mean, no one has a program for what we do. Yeah. And the way we pay. And I mean, there's right. just, we have so many different niches in our industry that no one made that one thing. And this company has come along and they, you know, I don't want to say they backed us in a corner, but they, they have, they have sold the living poop out of us that they're going to do this and they're going to do that. And they're actually, they are a, I'll say a startup. I know you have more information yeah, on it, Jim. Yeah, but, yeah, but this, this program is a startup, yeah. is a startup yes. for them. Yeah. They're a long-time tech company in the industry that actually sold an app and became gazillionaires, and now they they see the need for this. Mm. And, I mean, they've had engineers working on it and, and tech guys, and, I mean, we've had an office full of people, I don't know how many times, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, long phone calls and... Our team's coming. They mean like two football teams. Right. Yeah. 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 And they support. And the cool thing is they are developing this for us. So when you, it's exciting jam to hear, right? Okay. Is it perfect today? No. Will it be? It's going to be. Yeah. Right. That's their promise to us. And and yeah, I mean, they are when, I mean, I think I saw four emails yesterday, like, Hey, ran into something and they're there. It was in we're my working eyes, it on was, it or we're fixing it? Yes. In my <laughs> eyes, it was us bitching about it, even though we were just letting them know this yeah. doesn't work. And they're like, oh, thank you. We're going to yeah. do We see that. I've sent it to blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I saw they're, one this morning. It's just a- like we're talking about with the drivers, right? Like something's not working. Right. We've let you know. And you're like, F you. Not, you stick to These guys are like, oh, thank you. We need to fix that. I seen a first line in one of the response emails. It said, thanks for calling that out. Right? Yes. Right. I mean, yes. Yeah. 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 And, so and you know, just to brag about them a little bit is they haven't charged us a dime yet either. I was about to ask you, you know, are we paying for that yet? Because, nope. I mean, I'll let you touch on the agreement, but most of the time when somebody brings something to JFW, they want money. Yeah, they may give us something, but they want money and they want it right now. It's never like, we'll wait to charge you until you like it. <laughs> So I'll let you speak into that a little bit. Yeah, just that that's it in a nutshell, Jim. They always want something up front or you need to we need to start this, or if they're gonna send anybody to your place to help you with onboarding or or uh programming, they're gonna charge you. I mean, Axon when we started, you know, seven years ago or eight years ago with them, we we had the choice to fly somebody out from Canada and then put them up in a hotel and be trained by them and we're like well we can't do that we're going to have to muddle through it and and uh, toro has not done this and the people they've sent out they're there are people they're personable they're right they're smart yeah. <laughs> you know they're they get it they work with us they don't go they don't not one of them has looked at us and go i can't do that yeah Three that's, of them are local here in Colorado. Yeah, that's yeah. a huge thing right? we've ran into. It's, Even though it's tech and they can just log on, when you put a face to a face and they're here and you have human interaction, yeah. it's better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Marco know? and Connor. Marco's been here yeah. a lot. Connor's a great guy. I mean, you know, they're just it's yeah. it's good yeah. stuff right now. And so you know, to to mention that 
jam just so I don't forget because I made a side note. You know, we are having we're going to run in two programs, you guys: Toro and XBE. XBE is still part of what Brandon, our customer, wants. So that's still got to be there, you guys. There is no more um, Axon. Axon, and we're going to be running an XBE in, in Toro. That's just the way it is. Toro is going to be our system. You know, I told Dave last night that on the on the uh, payable Bill. side or the billing. Uh, billing side, invoicing side, um, Ann and and uh, Amber put a bunch of invoices together to send out to the customer after running a couple of days here, you know, Monday or Tuesday. And we had some small ones we could go ahead and send out. And uh, so we emailed them out right out of the program and got notification that the customer opened up that email uh. through Toro. I mean, that, that, that's great. I mean, not that we can't get notifications. That's not something new when right. somebody opens your email. But that's through our billing program, through right. Toro. Right. You know, and I'm, I'm like, how cool is that? So you you actually know the customer. They may not have read it, but they opened it. Yeah, and they you may can not go, have paid it. <laughs> right? And you can go, here you go. I see you opened it at 3 o'clock on, you know, 10 <laughs> right. You know, so, yeah, good, good stuff. And that, I think that's the stuff that the – you know, you guys being in the trucks all day and you're just putting your tickets in, you don't see what we're we're doing as far as trying to make it better for everybody. Right. And I think the Toro, and they were going to talk about making the Arrow a little bit better, but I, I ran in it fakely last week, and the big thing is just to hit that Arrow up at the top corner there, the left top corner that says all loads. Mm. And it pretty much, what'd you think, Jan, when you, because you drove yesterday, did you? Yeah, so it, it, it was easy to use, uh, you know, receiving the dispatch was clear. Uploading the photos easy. You just put in the ticket number. You put in the weight. The thing that I didn't really love is it doesn't seem final. It doesn't seem like okay. So I did this, and it's not like there's an enter button and it goes away. It's right. Like, it says completed or yeah. It's whatever. like I took a picture and then it's still sitting there, and it's just kind of like I don't know. But I'm not used to it. It's yeah. the first time I really yeah yeah know, the, engage right. with it. I, I can't help you with a little piece of that, and we are talking about different options for that. But all that will disappear when we bill it, gotcha. and we will be invoicing every day, every day. Gotcha. So that should clear it out. And then I did hear a, a somebody this morning said that my uh, Toro disappeared. I, I didn't have my dispatch, and I just want to. I didn't get on the radio, but if you have any one of your texts right. from any point it doesn't have to be today's it can be a week ago as long as you hit that link right to get to the link you can look you, at it yeah you will have your loads for today and you hit the corner up in the corner of the arrow that says all loads i haven't you know maybe they are maybe we've got some instant but i didn't have one load that was out of order and linda switched them all day long for me wow. and they were always back in order mm -hmm. and what i needed to do is is there a thing where you have to look at the date you have to look at the you know the material you know, is dispatch or are we going to mess up and say, hey, we want you to come out of Morrison to, I don't know, plant three. If you see that, question it, right? That We don't do that. Right. But everything else in it, you know, I think it's a, I think it's the next step and they are seriously serious about fixing what we find, Jim. Just like you're, you're saying, hey, maybe, maybe the load disappears, you know, so you, it's, and, you know it's final. And, and I don't, I'm not really want to talk on it because I don't do it every day. It just it just seemed like, am I done? Did I do it? Yeah, mm -hmm. you know what mm -hmm. I mean. Oh, it's mm -hmm. done. But the good thing about it not disappearing is if you made a mistake, you could still go and fix it. Mm -hmm. It's not gone where you got to call dispatch and be like, oh hey, 
you know, I put in the wrong tonnage or, you know, it's right there for you to go back and look at. And you could always upload another picture to it, which is something I like. So it just seemed weird. I didn't know if I was done or not, but also it's still editable. Edit, edible? Edit, <laughs> you editable. Yeah. Editable. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I thought about that last week too, Jim. And I think one of the mistakes I would make is maybe the the best thing to do, and, and we should mention this, is, and it says right here, but every time you get a ticket and get a load, just yes. take a second and load that ticket in. And I, I would have a bad habit of taking all my tickets at the end of the day and just uploading them and taking the pictures. But I could see taking... I don't know, making this up, you guys, a Vara load to two over a, or a, a Morton load to two and switching the tickets. Yeah. You that's, know, why the, that's why the notes in the podcast is that's exactly what's going on. So what I would do is when you go deliver your load, right, before you leave the plant or wherever you're at, I would I would take care of your paperwork. Yeah. 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 yeah and, that, and we've, you know, I think we've made it as simple as possible where, you, oh, that takes me so long. It's. It really doesn't. Just a picture, the 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 tonnage, the ticket number, and your paperwork's done. Yeah, you know that's that's pretty that's pretty nice. Because if this does work, you guys, you know it, it's it, it's a game changer for every division here or department, I guess. Awesome. Uh, Coleman O'Mara wanted me to talk about using Channel 19 on 285. That's just, so we use channel 23 everywhere we go, except in the pits and the plants. Some of those actually use channel 23 along with us. Out on the road, we stay on channel 23. That's our company channel. You know, other companies have other channels, right? (laughs) But it is a given, like it's just an unknown or just, it's just what you do. When you get on highway 285 to go to Fair Play, everyone switches to channel 19 because they all understand that's a channel that's going to be used on Highway 285. Right. Right. So if you're on Channel 23 and something's going on, another JFW truck may be trying to get a hold of you and you're on Channel 23 and they're on Channel 19. Yeah. There may be a missed opportunity to get some information there. But I don't understand. Why should we, if our channel's 23, why should we run in 19? <clears throat> well, other, there's a lot of trucks. Other, <laughs> These questions are so hard for me to ask. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not the only ones that run Highway 285, and there's it's just such a... Oh, so like another company can talk to us, like a fuel hauler or a yes, flatbed or... Yes. All right, hopefully everybody heard that. Yeah. <laughs> if they listen to the podcast, they do. The guy that's not listening won't know. What, what podcast? Right? Exactly. <laughs> What's I Toro? I haven't heard of a podcast. <laughs> you guys got a podcast? <laughs> wow. Uh, appreciate that, Coleman. Yeah, good good call, Coleman. Yeah. yeah. All right. What do we look like every day? What are we wearing? How do we look in public if we were on a news or in a paper relating to an accident, our fault or not? And I guess we could have just put this behind the accident, but... Brother Dave, you dinged me the other day. And <laughs> I didn't ding you. I didn't ding you. You dinged me. We talked about it. My feelings right, are hurt. We talked about it because uh, it's it's a fact. So yeah. here, well, I'll, 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 I think I think you were uh, you were uh, I was aggressive. No, I mean I she think you were H a, period you were a friend. You were a period. colleague. You were you know uh, that guy. I'm writing just, my councilman. J- just 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 asking Jam and. Sounds like Jam's got a little defensive, like he got his feathers <laughs> up. It's okay if Casey does it, says he, you know, don't run into that truck. But <laughs> No, so so years ago, this was years ago, you guys, we had uh, 
It was our first bright red truck. Yep, big red. Right, big red, big extended hood peat, big stacks, you know, had the mufflers off, all six-inch straight stacks, you know, dual Vortox cleaners, the big bumper, the everything, and we had all this stuff on it, and at some point in time over the years of owning it, we took the Peterbilt emblems off the side, and we put the big chrome flame behind the Peterbilt emblem. So, you know, you looked at it, and there were flames on the side of the hood, and it just, to us, it looked cool. It was a look, right? It looked mean, fast, angry, aggressive. Aggressive. It was cool. Get, get, right. It was get cool. The, get the That's job done. That's a big done. badass truck, JFW. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it That's, is. That was the mother trucker, right? And uh, so here's the story, you guys and Un- gals. Until. Until, right? Hmm. So we're southbound Highway 85, headed down to Plant 13. Uh, the college campus there, right across just past Littleton Boulevard as you're going south. An old man. Starts walking down the sidewalk. We're parked at the light. And this old man starts pacing us. And then at the last minute, as the truck leaves the light and is taken off, probably fourth gear, fifth gear, however however fast an old man can walk or run, he commits suicide and jumps in front of the truck. Mm. Driver tries to swerve, slams on the brakes. And it's not like we're going 50. We're getting rolling, right? We're third, fourth, fifth gear. Driver parks on top of the old man's chest, splits him right up the center, and guy's dead. Guy committed suicide right there, right on Highway 85. So, you know, pretty instantly, like, it's a freaking emergency. You yeah. know, everyone's deployed. Everyone's headed down there. At this point, we don't know what's going on, but fairly fast. And when I say fairly fast, it was still hours for us to find out. But while we were on scene, and it, I say we, I'm taking credit. I was out of town. Jim was stuck dealing with it all. Mm. And... uh Thank you for that, Brother Jim, because that was it was literally a bad situation, right? Mm. But here's the deal, you guys, why we talk about how we look, what stickers we have on our vehicles, how we are portrayed in the public. The news showed up down there, Channel 31. They just took a picture of that bright red truck with our name on the door, with the flames on there, and they said, truck kills man. That's all. That's all that's they all said they too, put. Dave. I gotta yeah. say that truck kills man. And you guys, when when the public sees that, everyone that contacted us was like, you know, number one, we're sorry to hear about it. You know what went on, and you explain it that the old man committed suicide, and it took him about an hour, hour and a half, and they they were consoling the driver at this point mm-hmm. that hey, this wasn't your fault. This guy, they found a note at his house. Oh, he committed wow. suicide. Yeah. Yeah, not- you were, you were the lucky person, you know, blah 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 blah, you guys. And this driver, he didn't drive anymore after that. He tried to, he was done. He was out. He couldn't couldn't drive anymore because he he physically had killed a human being. Not his fault. I mean, it was not his fault. But this guy chose to end his life that way. And I guess what we're leading up to is we looked on camera like we were the most guilty. And of course, the news portrayed it. That we were because that was the statement. That yeah. was the sensationalism of truck it. kills man, not 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 man Doesn't commit commits yeah. suicide. Truck truck accidentally not, kills yeah. him or not man wounds profession of truck driver. Yes. Right, exactly. Yeah, Thank you, Jam. Right. No, nope. So the, I mean that's number one why we hate the news, right? But bigger yet, what this is leading up to is how you look in those situations. Mm. You may not be prepared for it, but how we look, and I guess. You know, Jam, I'll, since we're talking about it, and you're, yeah. you're like, I, I, <laughs> you're <doing me. laughs> I laid the smack down on you, right? So <laughs> here, here's the story on Jam, right? I was dressed super professional, 
I had a JFW shirt on. An anniversary shirt. An our anniversary badass, shirt. Our big badass yeah. 5'11". Oh, yeah. Anniversary <laughs> shirts, right? Well, it happened to be an anniversary shirt that we bought for someone that quit before they got their anniversary, right? So instead of just having all these shirts stacked up that we give away to Goodwill, we've been trying to put a Velcro patch over their name, mm-hmm. and then we can put Velcro patches over it. And, 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 we, and, and we, go, just, we go through the patches before we put them on yeah. and think they're okay. Yeah. We approve yeah. them to be on the shirt, basically. Yes. But yes. Go, go ahead. So, so the next part of the story is, right, the Velcro patch that Jam had says send it, right? And, and I, I have to say, I probably looked at the patch and send it to me. says, hey, let's get the job done. Let's be engaged. Right. Let's be here on time. Send it. You're going to send it. You yeah. Know, let's not be afraid. Let's, yeah. Let's get it done. Yeah. And, and, and go, right. go ahead, Dave. Right. I, I totally... It's it's how you look at it, right? right? It's your it's your point of view, right? So here we are. We run a red light last week. We have an at fault accident. We nearly kill somebody. Yeah, right. Or we think we nearly killed, killed someone, right? Like think the guy didn't even take an ambulance ride. Thank God. I mean, not a li- scratch. Literally, when oh you when you said thank God you were alive, Jim. When you yeah. saw him, I was like, man, you are spot on. But anyway, so the police or the the news wasn't at that accident. Thank goodness, right? No. Nope. And and I was I, <laughs> just just so you know well, I'm up there with my sended shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I, I, I'm not after painting a bad picture because this was something we've learned and we're evolving. Right, this is an ever evolving business and life, and and we should all evolve as human beings. Right, but the base of the story is Jam standing down there in his JFW shirt at an accident scene that we're at fault at with a shirt that says "send it" next to a driver that's standing there with a shirt that says. What did his shirt say? Just leave me alone? Yeah, he wasn't wearing that. He put that on on his way back. Okay. I think that was for us. Okay. <laughs> put it on All right, for, but that's what it said, right? So leave just, me alone. Leave me alone. Just yep. it, it was just leave me alone. Yep. Okay. So I thought that I thought he had that on at the accident scene. But anyway, it, either way, Jam, right? If he were to have that on at the accident scene, let's say that. Right. We're standing there at an accident that's our fault and one guy has a shirt on that says send it and the other guy says leave me, leave me alone. <laughs> wow. What what is that saying to our community? What is that we talk all the time about being better about being, you know, we don't hesitate a minute to dog our trucker brethren that, you know, pulls up at the the TA and there's seven trucks in line getting fuel. He can't walk into the restroom and he stands there and he pisses wow. next to the fuel station while he's getting fuel, right? Cuz he can't walk into the bathroom, right? right? We would dog that guy, and I, I guess that's our instant, you know, and we've learned from that and, and you know, moving forward. And when I was talking to Jam about it after the accident, I didn't think about it. None of us thought about it. When you got the shirt, it was like, that's pretty cool. Hey, so the reason I even have that shirt, I was up here getting a safety vest for somebody, and I saw it, and send it means something to me. It's a firearm thing. It's a long-range precision thing where your spotter and the shooter are talking to each other, and the last thing that the spotter tells the shooter is, send, send it. it. I have that same exact patch on my backpack. So I'm like, wow, this is meant to be. Like, right? I'm going to ask Brother Dave, hey, can I have that shirt? <laughs> Brother Dave's like, I don't see why not. I was like, it matches my backpack. <laughs> it's my favorite JFW shirt. Right? So, yeah, it was a little bit like when you brought it to my attention, I'm like, I can't argue. So just so you know, same thing. I teach the same thing to my students. Jim, I have to apologize to you because you put a little time into it and to your daughter's 
for making that tombstone sticker for me with the two guns like mm-hmm. this. So I, I have this tombstone shirt on, tombstone's a gunslinging thing, and uh, I put a sticker on the back of the JFW truck, and it's got you know the guy with the hat and the mustache and two revolvers pointing like this, right? That's not, if I get into a self-defense shooting and somebody takes a picture of that and shows what my mentality is, oh, this guy, man, he, he's, he's carrying, he's, right? Yeah, he, he wants, right. you know, he's letting you know. It, I don't have the right analogy, Jim, but it's, it's a racial, it's not, uh, profiling. 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 Thank yes. you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what I tell my students is don't dismantle your self-defense case on social media. Meaning, there's a news story. Guy gets caught in someone's backyard stealing a catalytic converter out of their guy's drive. Oh, if that guy does that at my house, we're going to have to call 811. (laughs) Call before you dig, right? (laughs) So, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) that should have been a dad joke. (laughs) These are things that people do. Oh, you come, you're on my porch. I'm going to put two in you, drag in your house and put two warning shots. Like when you talk like that and you act like that. And you you put that on other people's posts. That's your response all day long. Now you're premeditated. You've been waiting for somebody to steal something out of your driveway. So I scraped the sticker off the JFW truck. I got to clean it up a little bit because you could still see the glue, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting there. But I feel bad because you put time, your daughter's put time. There's a little bit of money involved. But so I, you caught that on your own, Jim? Well, yeah. I mean, it's on. I, every time I looked at it, I told myself that's probably not a good idea, right? But then I'm preaching to my students, you know, be inconspicuous, right? You know, be, you know, don't flaunt, you know, yeah. don't, you know, take take the stickers off your vehicles. Plus, you don't want your vehicle getting broken into to steal gun. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Which sure. you shouldn't keep guns in your car anyway. Whole different podcast, whole different show. <laughs> but yeah, it's true. Like, what does it look like to other people? You know, how yeah. are you being perceived? Yeah. You know, I so, get it. Same thing. So yeah, I mean, the nice thing about the Sendin shirt is it descended as Velcro. So I could pull that off if I'm ever responding to another accident. I mean, put it upside down, get a different patch maybe. Maybe one that says "Don't send it." I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but it's 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 all in context, Jim. You know, right. send it just like you said. You know, the shooting thing, and like we all taught, we never thought <sighs> about that. But it's in. I know the perfect patch. High road up. High yep. road up. Better yeah, than, we should have those made. Just the the little ones have them have them embroidered. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah to go back up. Good idea, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Velcro. is on our new t shirts. <laughs> huh. Oh no! What's on our what's on the sleeve? The oh, podcast. Channel Twenty Three podcast. Yeah, yeah. Right. It should be high road up on the other sleeve. It should be. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, Ann will get that done. She'll I she'll she listen will, to yeah. this now. Yep. Is that HRTFU too much? Yes. I no. I don't. I was thinking of it. I really thought. I don't think anybody would know because it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not spelled out that way. Just because we're old, <laughs> we're uh, we're just adding an S to being better, right? I mean, is that is that bad? So here's the thing, and I, I have it's not being derogatory. Yeah, yeah. So, so I have <laughs> I have this not about the F word, but me and Bella, my nine year old daughter, we have debates about bad words. Because I, I say badass all the time. Like yeah. to me, badass isn't a curse. She hears ass, she's yeah. like, Dad, you know, you're saying a bad word. I'm like, No, honey, I'm just saying how great something is. No, you're saying a bad word. You know, my wife doesn't help. She looks at me and you are saying a bad <laughs> word, right? Like 
it's a lose lose for me. But to me, like that's not a bad word, mm-hmm. you know. But to other people, it might be. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, it, it could be worth a vote. Who knows? <laughs> I vote for it. <laughs> sometimes it's good to be passionate, and I feel like sometimes, and I, I'm against against cursing. I'm not very good at not doing it. It's something that I've, I've, I've have felt convicted about, and I want to change. But to me, it's different cursing at somebody in a derogatory way than being passionate about something and dropping an f bomb. Yeah, I could be wrong. Yeah, no, I no, I, it, yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? So. All right, Jim, this one's yours. The last one was yours, too. A lot of these are yours. I'm getting tired. Uh, let us know when the podcast is over, Jim. <laughs> I think that's just all of us trying to jump in. Yeah, I just wanted to mention the tire pressures. And, and uh, some of the trucks, the, the the last few new trucks, didn't co- get come with the sensors, right, Dave? They just Man, weren't Jim, available. Of, of like the 15 or the 12 we got, I don't know if they all got it. They Some of them got it. I, none of them got it. I have no idea. It's sure. A, it was, if it was available, it got it. If they didn't have it in stock, we said, we need the truck, ship it without it. And we didn't get it. So I, I wish I could answer that. I honestly don't know. Sure. So I guess, I guess my point of view about the, the tire sensors is, is they are a tool. They're not the fix all. They're not the perfect thing. They're another tool to be used in conjunction with what you're doing. You know, same thing with the I think they show the heat deviation too, Dave. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we found that was a hot set of brakes. But we just had a, a, a driver call in the other morning that was trying to air his tires because I think, if I understood the conversation correctly, you know, we set them at 110 pounds, PSI, is, is where they should be set, right? All the tires read 100, and he was going to try to air them back up to 110. We, we assume that's what it was. Yes. He was paying attention, you know, and he was going by what the truck said. And I know so many times we get, hey, my, my tire sensor says I have a low tire, but I bumped it. It seems okay. I get it. It's fine. But I guess my point is use it in conjunction with a tool because especially this time of year, you know, you could be running. It's been 80 degrees out, 75 plus. It's also been 42 or 50, 55 in the morning. Yep. That's a pretty big deviation. Mm-hmm. If the tire builds some heat during the day and run in 110, 115 PSI, it might drop to, you know, 105, 100 when it's chilled. But the thing is, is what you're looking for is when you run that, every one of your tires didn't perfectly leak to 100 PSI. Right. Not, like not, that. not yeah. four of them, okay? Right. Probably not even two of them. If you got one, maybe that's the one you need to check or we have a deviation. So use that as a tool, yep. you know, um, and, and check all of them. If they're all reading 100 pounds, leave them. It. Uh, it, it, they're good, yeah. you guys. I can, I can almost guarantee that, you know. Uh, it, you know, if you have like, you know, a front tire that says that, you got to check it. You know, look for a bulge, thump it. Best thing is if you got an air gauge, you know, yep. I know we have an air gauge in all the shops, but if you're out on the road, you know, I think, I think part of tool, in your toolkit, you should have an air gauge, you know, and I also can tell you that most air gauges, you can buy two from the same drawer and they're going to deviate Couple what, pounds. at least 10 pounds jam. I mean, how many times do we find that out doing we airing are, up and down with our Jeeps? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Yeah. So if you're. If you're a hundred, you're you're good to go. I guess is what the the story would be, and and you know write it up or pay attention to it or check it that night, things like that. And the other thing too, you guys, 
if you get a tire that's leaking, it 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 goes to seventy or fifty or right. sixty or it's not one hundred five, one ten, ninety five. Right. It, it's got a leak, you guys. It's going to leak overnight to a pressure that's going to stick out. You're going to either thump it and hear that it doesn't match the rest of the tires, or put a gauge on it and you hey, I'm at seventy. Yep. Yeah. The other thing too is if you came in this morning and your tires are at a hundred. And then you came in tomorrow and they're at 100. They're not leaking. If you come in tomorrow, they're at <laughs> one's at 90 and the rest are still at 100. Yeah. yeah. You got a problem. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, that driver, I'm pretty sure it's the same driver. He wanted to do a good job. So yes. he went to air the tire up at the red shop <clears throat> just outside. You don't have to go inside. Right. So he started trying to air the tire up and the compressor wasn't turned on. Yes. So he actually deflated about 30 <laughs> pounds. You know, so he went from 100, which was fine, to 70, which. Yeah clearly isn't okay and then how to actually have the tires up but yeah we totally set him up for failure didn't we yeah, Jim? yeah. There, uh, yeah. and i i just it the story reminded me to ask scooby i just texted him what he found with the compressor so i'm, I'm waiting to see oh, i don't gotcha. know if don't know if we're unplugging it at night now or i don't know we got to yeah. find out we've yeah. had we had a problem with it a week ago and we're trying to work through it yeah so yeah but you know Kudos for the driver for trying to be proactive right. and yeah. right and being and yet, a Boy Scout. He's, you know, here's you know, checking it out before he left the yard. Great yeah. post trip, good pre trip, yep. good in, in general, all good intentions. And I'll just right, yeah, absolutely. I'll just tell you the, the driver's name is Walter, and I'm telling you this because he's been doing a good job. He does communicate a lot. Uh, when you see him in the yard, he's smiling. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So he's our people. Yeah. So there, you know, and that's the reason for the podcast. He, just a little lesson. This yep. for everybody. You know, it just, it, it'll help everybody else be better. Right, right. You it's know? communication, and, right? And, and Walter helped with that right yeah, now. We're, we're spitting it out. Yep. 100%. Next one, proper starting procedures to build air properly and not drag your trailer tires. Like I, I just get enough so the transmission engages and haul ass. <laughs> like Tim was saying earlier, <laughs> <laughs> right? With the colder weather. This job changes in the winter. Just oh, so yeah. you know, if you oh, haven't yeah. been here, if you haven't been here during the winter, the job changes, especially the morning, right? When it's cold and you're trying to build air and not drag trailer tires, you got to start the truck in a certain way. And this is a good time of the year to start practicing that, right? So the proper starting procedure will be you turn your key on, let <clears throat> let it cycle, meaning you'll hear the bunch of clicks and, and uh, the brakes and stuff like that, right? Once that's done, Start your truck up. But you want to start the truck with both of your valves pulled, right? Your yellow valve and your red valve, they should both be pulled out. You will watch your air gauge build up to about 125 PSI. You'll hear your air dryer kick off. Pish, right? You're pushing your red knob. That was impressive. Yeah. I could do it better, but I haven't practiced. You're pushing your red knob, your trailer knob. If you watch your air gauge, your air is going to drop. It's probably going to go down. Little bit below 100, maybe 90. Yeah, 90, I would say, Jim. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> now you're going to let that build up to 125 psi again. And then, <laughs> then you're good to go. Then you could release your, your trailer brake and drive away, right? Tractor, tractor brake, right? Tra yeah, tractor. I'm sorry. You could release your, release your tractor, your yellow one, and drive away. But you do want to either A, look at your trailer tires to make sure they're spinning. When it's dark in the yard, that's hard to see. What you can do is you could put your truck in drive, get it rolling a little bit, flip it in neutral, make sure it still rolls. If you stop, you got a brake hung up or your trailer brakes aren't released. But 
if you use a starting procedure, I've never had a trailer break drag doing that. Yeah. yeah. It's just a good proven way to do it. Fail proof. Yep, and right? just so everybody knows, the second you start that truck, the air compressor is running, and it's trying to fill the air tanks on the truck. If your trailer brakes are set, it is only filling the air tanks on the truck, period. Yeah. So that's the purpose, Jam says. Build that up till your air dryer pops off because it just filled both tanks on the truck, right? Then you charge the trailer. Well, guess what? It has to fill the tank on the trailer. So that's the purpose, and that's not instant. Right. You, you can't. You can't air a tire instantly, right? right? You can't blow up a balloon with one breath. Right. It takes several to blow up yeah. that balloon, right? So then you have to air that tank, then release your trailer brakes. It's yep. everything. It's just not instant. And we live in an instant world. A car doesn't use air. So the minute you release the park brakes, You're good. it's instant. Yep. Right? Yeah. And our trailers are different than other trailers you may have pulled. I mean, the axles also Sorry. hold air. Everything is ran by your tailgate latches, your... Everything. Yeah, you know, yeah. the auto inflation system. The other key that you're not aired up is that white light, that strobe, or just a, a solid white light on your rear left fender. If that's on or strobing, you're not ready to go. Yeah. You know, also keep in mind with the cooler weather, it is very common for that white light to be on as you're airing up versus the summertime, you haven't lost any air wintertime that already this time of the year that white light's going to come on you shouldn't be rolling until that goes off yeah yeah and here here's two sides to that coin too jam because mm -hmm. that white light and this is difficult to explain that white light will only work if there's more than mm -hmm. 90 pounds of air in that air tank mm -hmm. so if you're in such a hurry you release the trailer brakes your brakes do happen to release because there's, let's say, 80 pounds in there, and it is enough to roll the brakes. But you have a tire that's low mm -hmm. because you didn't do your pre-trip or post-trip, and you're driving out, and your, your truck just says 90 pounds. Your trailer isn't at 90 PSI. There's no way. It doesn't work that way. That's you know 45 feet behind that air compressor or 50 feet behind that air compressor. It doesn't have 90 pounds back there. So... It will not work to inflate your tires unless it's above 90 PSI. And then the white light comes on. So if you've left the yard and you've never saw your light and you're going down 270 or I-70 and that white light comes on, you better get your ass over and stop on the side of the road because you got something going on and it could be bad. Yep. So stop and check it. Next explanation, because everyone's going, well, that's stupid. Why doesn't that work under 90 PSI? That's not stupid. That's a fail-safe. Because what that does is that eliminates that system from working in an emergency braking application. Let's say you're going down the hill and you're, you've used all your air or whatever, or you're below 90 PSI. If you have a low tire that it's trying to air or you need the brakes, brakes are way more important. Mm. So it's going to cut off the air to that tire. It's going to go, hey, there's other things going on that you need air for. It shuts airing the tire off and goes straight to your brake system. Mm. So it's a it's a fail safe, but it's only a fail safe for those are educate for those that are educated enough to understand how it works. I just learned something I never knew that. Yeah, yeah, good yep. stuff. Yep. Next, check all your fluids during your pre trip and your post trip. We just had somebody go on vacation, <clears throat> parked that that driver parked their their truck, and uh, somebody went to drive it the next day, two gallons low on oil. Two gallons. That's a problem. Not a quart. Not two quarts. Not a gallon. Two gallons. Yeah, that's yep. a problem. Yeah, and I, I think 
you know, I don't want to make an excuse for any person not checking their oil, but you know, if you check it every day and it's not using it, it's not using it, it's not using it, and you quit checking it because you go, oh, my truck never uses oil, you can't do that. Right. <laughs> right. You just can't do that. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I, I, I haven't had a flat, but I'm going to quit bumping my tires. Right. No, you, you, you can't do that. <laughs> right. And I think with our newer equipment, it leads people to be, you know, a little complacent because I never had oil in my truck. It never uses any. You know, our, our old trucks, they used to use it all the time. You had to put oil in it every day. Yeah. So you can't, you can't skip that step. It's so easy, too. It takes no time. It takes 30 seconds. That's it. But it's still part of your post-trip. It's still, yeah. I mean, You need to open that hood. You've already done all the work, if you're doing your post-trip, to look at it. That's mm-hmm. the thing. That is the thing. <clears throat> and then, honestly, I, I check my oil twice per trip. You know what I mean? I check it before I leave, and I check it on my post-trip, right? The most important time to check it is your post-trip, because if it's low, you'd rather fill it at night and be able to roll out in the Absolutely. morning. Absolutely. Yep. Right? But why would you check it again in the morning? I check it again in the morning because maybe the shop did a short. Uh, maybe something happened that I wasn't aware. Want to double check and make sure. Right. You know, maybe I topped it off the night before and I want to make sure that it's at a good level. You know, there's a lot of things that could happen in the time that you're gone at home sleeping. So Yeah, yeah, and we've had some weird stuff too where they'll they'll, you know, as far as a breakdown too, I think we'll we can draw f- oil or uh, fuel into the oil. You know, and you, you have some kind of problem, whether it's an injector or whatever, right. and you're like, hey, well, how come this is Why this is way? You know? And I, I think the same thing, I don't know if it's as common with water, you know, pull antifreeze into the oil and mm-hmm. you got a problem. That could be ha- that could happen when the engine cools down, Jim. Mm-hmm. So it's just a, it's a good thing to, to continue. It's the lifeblood of your right. truck. Yep. That's all there is to it. 100%. Yeah. All right, big topic here. How do we make people engaged? And how do people not know we switched to Toro? And we already kind of touched on that a little bit, but yeah, we did. It's the it's the it's this podcast. It's the emails. It's the announcements. It's the company radio. It's the conversation. I mean, we used to do things so different. The mandatory safety meetings, yeah. you know, and that was that was it was a positive experience for some people, not so positive for other people, you know. And this is. You know, they pass the word. I know you were asked about it. I know you were told about it. But if you're a new employee, just please listen to the podcast. You can do it at 10 minutes, 5 minutes. You can speed through the song. You know, grab the meat and potatoes of the podcast, but listen. Yep. This is this this is our company's lifeblood. You know, and then also your, your emails. If there's an email from Paycom or any kind of announcement, just take a few minutes and read it. You know, I don't know how you can go through... I guess I'll call it life so disengaged with a place you spend all your time, all your time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it just, you know, and, and you think about other professions, Oh, the, you know, a doctor, Oh, I'm just going to skip that. You know, Oh, we're not supposed to do that. There's an infectious disease going around or an attorney like, Oh, they changed the law. Oh, I don't care about that. I, I, I didn't read about that. Or, you know, and those are, those are professionals, but you're a professional. You know, if you're going to McDonald's and you didn't read your email about the hamburgers, maybe you can slip by. And I'm not belittling that job because that's that's a hard job. That's a that's a labor intensive job. At, at you know, what's at stake? Yeah, what's at stake? Not people's lives. Exactly. And so, how how do we how do we get people engaged besides going up to them and going, "Hey, you that just ask about the the 
uh, Toro and you don't know anything about it, put it bluntly, you're a dumbass. Because <laughs> how, how, did, how did you miss all that? You're sure not engaged. Right? And, and I don't want to be that person that feels that way about you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want... I, I, <laughs> we are trying to offer something different here, a different experience, whether it's the podcast, whether it's emails, whether it's dispatch, whether it's the company radio, whether it's the CBs. It's it. We're trying to be a different, so everybody at some point is going to learn in a different way. Yep. And we're 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 covering the bases. You you said it, Jim. We're working very hard. You know, blood, sweat, and tears to get our message across. Yep. I don't know. I don't know what else can be said about that. <laughs> I was going to say some things, but I'm like, I don't need to. You hit it. <laughs> just, I, you just have to be engaged in what you're involved with. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're if, not, I mean, I guess this is what I would say. If we're not having the meetings that are mandatory where you sign in and we see you, we're not doing that, and you're not listening to the podcast, and you don't read your emails, you have no idea what's going on yeah. at JFW. Yeah. Hands down. Nor do you care. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I get, I, I just. And that's not our people. That no, is not no. our people. Yeah. Stupid example, Jam, because I, I think about it and whenever I go and, you know, might mess with one of my guns, you know, and from your class and stuff, if, if I haven't ridden a bicycle in a long time, I can still go get on it, not really think a whole lot about it. I can be shaky as hell and figure it out. Go ride my bike, right? Whenever I pull one of my guns out, if I have not messed with it or not done it for a while, or I go shooting with you, I am hypersensitive about, am I doing all the right things? <laughs> right. Am I pointing the gun at my, you know, my face? Am I, right. am I not checking if it's loaded? Is it, yeah. I, just, is it loaded? You know, and, and just look down the barrel. <laughs> right. Oh, just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. I mean that, and, and I'm going to compare that truck to a gun. If you're not hypersensitive about that, about that truck, you, you are missing so many things, whether it's a simple flat tire, you know, that maybe it's a flat tire that you've ran low, it's overheated, it blows apart, and you, it, when it blows, a motorcycle is beside you, you know, and, and kills them. That, that's on you. That's, that, that's how simple but how important that big truck is. Nuclear verdict. Nuclear verdict. Me going and riding a bicycle? <laughs> Who cares? You know, if I can't remember at what temperature to, to uh, smoke my, my ribs at, who who cares it well ruining the ribs that does suck but you know what i mean and 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 the guns that's just a good thing for me because i am really sensitive about that you know am i doing the right things because what will it cost not not me i mean i get i would care but i don't want to shoot somebody else i could care less if i shot myself but right. I don't want anybody else hurt. Right. Yeah, you never want the gun to go boom when you didn't pull the trigger on purpose. Yeah, right? I mean, that's yeah, that's called a negligent. That people used to or, call them accidental discharges. They've removed that. It's a negligent discharge because mm. you're being negligent. Same thing with the truck. If you're not doing your due diligence, you're not doing a good pre-trip. You're not paying attention to the to the speed. You're not coming down the hill the right way. You're being negligent. Yeah. At the end of yeah. the day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I've always, been, uh, you know, me personally, I've always been affected by, by peer pressure, mm. you know, and and I don't want to go shooting with you, and you look at me and go, because I know you'll call me out and go, will you quit pointing your gun at me? Oh yeah, you know, or you're gonna have to go home. I mean, you just send me home, Jam. I know you. <laughs> right. Like fucking get out. Whoops, get out of here. <laughs> you know, and that that's with that truck. You know, you you, you can't you can't take that chance. 
So that was one of those where it's okay to use that. (laughs) The passion. I was going to leave it in, but I did write down in time if you don't want it there. It's fine. It's fine. Great. Everybody gets my point. Oh, yeah. It's too important. You guys got anything else before we move on to questions from the audience? Now the, the the next question, it was it's it's such a bummer. <laughs> really? Yeah. So Coleman Amara asks, how did the Allison transmission test go a few months back? <laughs> <laughs> it went well, didn't it, Dave? It did. We were excited. We were going to find out. You know, we were working on what models, what cost, could we still get them in the truck? And then somebody sent us an email that they're not available. <laughs> they just, like. National back order not available, supply chain or Su- supply chain, national back order just right. could not weren't even available. So Coleman, there was there's there's another whole world as far as the Allison transmissions, what they could, you know, good, bad, indifferent, sizes, shifting, all that kind of stuff. And and when we checked into it, the when we wanted to order trucks, they weren't available, huh, Dave? Right. So not not much of a story there. Is it something we can pre plan for in the in the future? Probably, but I know to defend our, our manual automatic transmissions, they've gotten better and better and better. You know, the programming, they're pinning the bearings, you know, clutch life, different things like that. There's a nice. lot of pluses, and they're still lighter, and they're, they're still cheaper. Yeah. So, and, and it's, and it's kind of like Toro. We, we had to do some testing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Differences. Uh, Eaton's charging for the transmissions. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> exactly, Jim. Yeah. Uh, yep. So that yeah. really does make Toro an anomaly. Like, hey, we want your business, but we're going to make it work before we charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're not. They've not been. Not one time, Jim. Never talked about that. That's crazy. All right. Next question is from Paco, aka Vato Loco for the Lord. <laughs> so I wanted to see if you guys can give advice on the podcast. So on my way back from Fair Play, I was loaded and ended up getting a few transmission faults going up and coming down. So your tr- transmission pretty much freezes. You can't shift, and your engine brake does not work like it's supposed to. Thank God I kind of knew what to do and was not going fast, and my brakes were good to go if I needed them to work hard. You can go back and forth from neutral to drive, and it'll eventually kick the gear back in. Don't know if that's the right thing to do, but it worked for me. See if you guys can give some advice for someone new that might not know what to do. I mean, ultimately, I know coming back from fair play, there's there's not shoulder and places to pull over all the time. But I mean, right. ultimately, that's kind of one of those deals because almost every scenario is different. You know what I mean? We've got some similar stuff, but the first thing I would try, you know, is if you can get off to a safe location to stop where you can shut the truck off, get out. Some of the stuff we're calling a soft reset as far as just that. Turn the key off, leave the truck sit for, you know, I'm going to say a couple minutes for sure. I'm sure there's a time frame to it. One minute may get it, but I know a lot of people, one minute is actually only 30 seconds when you're waiting to get going again, right? So time it, take a minute, set your phone, and be sure you don't waste that 30 seconds that it took you to pull over. But do it for a minute. If that doesn't seem to fix it, you know, I know you're probably in conversation with the shop or hopefully you are, and I know we've actually had to do a hard reset where they've asked us to undo the batteries, and, and you know, we have two negative cables in there. Don't ever mess with the positive cables because they're, they're positive, they're hot. If the wrench bumps from those to a ground, it'll, it'll, you know, arc real bad. You could have a problem on your hands, but just undo the two negative cables, 
that resets the batteries or resets the computers, hook it back up, turn the key on, wait for the reset, and then go ahead and start the truck, let it go through its diagnosis. That's where we're getting a lot of these faults is on startup or startup is causing them. So we'll go over that again right quick. When you start the truck in the morning, turn the key on to the on position and let it physically go through all of its tests. It's testing every computer. There's seven computers on there now. We got onboard diagnostics everywhere. It's got to check all the sensors. It's got to go through its program. If, if you just turn the key and hit the button, it hasn't done its job. So you need to go through that, that you know, key cycle and let it go through its operation, then start the truck. I kind of tell everyone, usually you'll hear it testing the ABS brakes and it goes through the steer axle, the drives and the trailer. Then once it comes back to the steers and it's done that, it's usually completed all of its tests. Go ahead and start the truck up. So kind of got off on a side note there, Paco, but great question. And, you know, I think it's in, com- in conjunction with dealing with the shop. That's my first suggestion is pull over, do the key reset. If that doesn't get it, you know, again, you're going to have to test it, find a spot to pull over again and undo the batteries or limp it in like you did. I mean, I heard you on the radio yesterday and you were able to get it in here. So I don't know the circumstances, but there's so many things that can go wrong on that. And unfortunately, that's the technology we have nowadays. That's that's where we're at. Thank your, thank your government for this stuff, you guys. <laughs> They're giving us things that we didn't ask for, but it's coming. Uh, yeah, I think uh, in Paco's question there, too, we should talk about it. Is, is he said that... You know, his brakes were good. He was in, in control of the vehicle. So if something happened, he was able to get stopped, just like Dave suggested and stuff. But that's that, that's that what if. You haven't come down the mountain so hard that your brakes are already hot. Right. And you can't stop because of traffic. You can't stop because you blew a tire. You can't stop because you got a transmission fault. It's, it's all the, you know, the first steps are being in control on being prepared for the what if. I think that is the best way to handle any of those situations, Paco, is not to be so out of control that you can't go through all the steps that Dave just mentioned. And I'm sure he probably missed some. You know, he talked about the, you know, letting the truck key that's charged, you know, causing some of the faults. You know, think about you getting up in the morning. How sharp are you when you first wake up in the morning? You know, is your brain all working and you're all together? That's the same thing. You're waking that truck up. Give it a chance to go through its system. And then I want to back up a little bit and mention about the air. The air on that transmission, the transmission, I'm sorry, is controlled a lot by the air. So if you're rushing that transmission to do its job without the, not, without the proper air pressure, it's not going to work the same way either. It's air controlled through the valves to make the shifts. And, and again, you're, you're rushing it. You're not allowing that piece of equipment to do its best job for you because you're not doing your best job. And it, and it starts with you on, on every situation. Yeah, and it's something we don't talk about enough, but it's that this bugs me when I say it's that time of year. We need to start draining our air tanks. Mm-hmm. You should drain your air tanks every day. We actually build more water a lot of times in the summer the hot. because of the heat, because of the condensation. You know what I mean? Everybody assumes that that temperature flow in the wintertime, we're, we're pumping water or moisture through that air compressor, right? And that air compressor is getting up to, uh, shoot, 200 degrees in that air system. It's ridiculous how hot they get. And uh, we should be draining our air tanks every day. Do we have air dryers? Do we change the air dryer cartridges every year? Absolutely. We have both. But just like Jim said, everything is so micro-sensitive anymore. Just a, a hiccup, and we have problems. 
it's it's not like the equipment we used to have and what we used to get by with. So drain your air tanks. Absolutely. Yeah, good good winter tip, Dave. Yep. If you haven't been, start and and but you need to do it every day, not just winter. Yep. Safety topic of the week is brought to you by Amber Corollas. <laughs> <laughs> And this is kind of crazy. I got this email. Well, I saw it this morning from Amber. Uh, and it's a it's a story about her at a red light yesterday and how scared she was. Yeah. And just last week, we blew a red light and caused an accident, which is one of her fears. So she writes, I've been sitting home for about an hour since I've been home and wanted to share something with you if you wanted to share it on a podcast. I was on my way home and was almost hit by a box truck on 104th and Riverdale Road. If it wasn't for God in my ear tonight, I probably wouldn't be here writing you this. I usually always follow a three-second rule when a light turns green, as people always run red lights, and it's becoming more prevalent than ever before. So I'm assuming the three-second rule is the light turns green, she don't go for three seconds. But that seems like a long time, but it's definitely worth pausing and looking to see. Right? Oh, for sure. At least always look. Oh, my god! You know, I mean, yeah. you leave an intersection, the rule that we were taught, look, look both ways, both ways. right? Yeah, look both ways. Yeah. Where I grew up in Queens, you look both ways, and then you look both ways, and then you look both ways, <laughs> and you're walking and you're looking, and same thing with cars. Nobody's, don't assume people are going to stop for you, right? That three-second rule has not applied for me for a long time, and what was a three-second rule turned into a seven-second rule now, feeling like it should be a 10-second time lapse, <laughs> or is that even really enough? Should we just stay home and not drive anywhere? She didn't write that. That's my <laughs> commentary. Right. Here's an interesting thing. Amber did a Google search, and Colorado is ranked number six in the U.S. to have the most red light runners, resulting in 863 deaths and 143,000 injuries in a year. 863 people lost their lives for somebody running a red light. 863 phone calls have been made to somebody's loved one to tell them they're not coming home today. Wow. Wow. And you wonder why there's nuclear verdicts. I just want, so she continues, I just wanted to share this as life can flash before your eyes and I can't help but to think of the JFW family and especially all the drivers. Please be careful out there and always keep your eyes open. Safety has no blind spot. Thanks, Jim. So there good it job, is. Amber. Yeah. Yep. yep. And that the you know, and I'm not going to belittle the accident, but it's a tip for everybody that's driving. The we ran the red light. The light was green for the gentleman that we hit. But if he would have looked either way, he would have seen us and could have avoided the the accident. Yes. Not his fault. But he could have saved his own life. That that's all I'm saying. Yep. That's all. That's all my point is. And I understand the the three second rules and stuff like that. And people, lots of times, they're honking. You know, they're wanting you to go because how many people do we find sitting on the cell oh, dude, phone? I'm the first one to honk. I'm to the point anymore. If the light turns green and the car in front of me doesn't move, get off right? my grass. But because you're going to sit there for 15 seconds and until the they put the phone down, yeah. Yeah. right? And I, I just. Yeah. It's yeah, but there's but there's that thing of letting off the brakes, moving a little bit, and looking yes. both ways. Looking absolutely. So you're so you're engaged in both processes. Well, you're in control. You're in control. Exactly, you're controlling Dave. your destiny. You're yep. not you're not dirder. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right? You're not. Durr. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the whole, yeah. Amber spot on. Yeah. All there she is did a great job. I love that. She's engaged outside of work. Yes. Yeah. You know what yes. I mean? Like that could have happened and she could have maybe or maybe not told me about that today. Well, yeah. So, it sounds she like took, it's, she was scared. She yeah. was scared, but she yeah. took the right time to write the email so we could get the word out to the JFW family. Please carry this over to, and I've already hinted to you about being a pedestrian, but it just drives me absolutely insane to watch people cross the street looking down at the ground. With their hoodie on. With your hoodie and your headphones <laughs> in, right? Pick your head up. Look, right? Just because it says walk, don't be a robot. You don't have to walk. It's an option. Yeah, yeah. you, you don't have to. That's, <laughs> that's funny, Jim. <laughs> Anybody want to take the tips and tricks from Ray Davis? Yeah, I, I can read it okay. if, you, if you want, Jim. Yeah. Uh, I wrote Hollins after that. Just saying. I, <laughs> I got it. Yeah. So the tips and tricks from Ray Davis, it's uh, knowing your trailer. After dumping, you should always let the trailer come all the way down before moving forward or driving to clean out. There are still drivers that are driving with their trailers up in the air. You know, that's a, that, that's a big deal, you guys. It's, you know, listen to that. Just let your trailers all the way down. And, and there's so many, I don't even want to interrupt. There's so many reasons why to do that. But when you don't let the trailer all the way down, driving and you're driving, it flexes the trailer side to side, putting wear and tear on the bushings. This is also bad for the hoist and the seals. Also driving with your bags empty can pinch your airbags when it's bouncing around and it is e and it is easy way to blow an airbag. We are lucky that we have such nice equipment. Let's keep it nice. Remember, if the company isn't making money, then you're not making mon money. If the company is spending money on fixing equipment because we're not doing our jobs, that is money we lose out of percentage bumps, Christmas bonuses, and having new equipment. Also, do you know how to check to make sure your air inflation system is working, under the trailer in front of your axle is a box. On the box, there is a Schrader valve or an on an, or on the closest tire to you on the trailer will be a Schrader valve that you can check to make sure it is working properly. So just to you know, capitalize on that, what Ray's talking about is a Schrader valve is an on and off looking butterfly switch i don't know how else you kind of describe well, it's a valve it stem. a valve stem it's a valve stem yeah yeah the schrader can, valve is the little yeah. deal you push in in the center like yeah. to let the air yeah. out of your tire i guess i'm poke I, it in i'm i'm messing it up dave i'm thinking a schrader valve i'm thinking of to shut the box on and off sure, when i shut sure. the box off but the schrader valve dave's ex, ex, exactly right and it is a valve stem with a valve core in it that you can make leak right dave absolutely and it'll come make the light come on and off yep. by just holding the valve core in the schrader valve um and create a leak to check your light yep. and i think we've added that to what all the the last new trailers or it came with them dave or you know somebody might not have that right i always love to be definite and go like all the trailers have yeah, those and then yeah. somebody texts me in like a picture and goes no it no uh, this trailer doesn't have it or it's in this yeah. spot or whatever yeah. so yeah. that's what you're looking for i'll right. give you that right, right. or we've, we we we've tried to, to be sure it's on everything sure because we used to have the guys you'd, you'd unscrew the hoses off the hub it was a pain the in the tire ass. hub yeah. and it was a pain in the ass but you could definitely si simulate a leak in the tire and man it worked spot yeah. on you could yeah. check that light that's what this is for you can stick your a pen or stick or <laughs> whatever in whatever there, and right? make it leak and the light should come on easy easy check and then you know ray is spot on about 
not moving with that trailer in the air. It is definitely hard on the hoists, the pins, you know, everything that... It's like driving with your hood up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't drive around and do a good job if your hood's open. Yep, yeah. So engine, let that trailer engine down. Engine might what, look cool, but... Wasn't designed to be ran that way, right? <laughs> nope, not at all. And who taught you that? We didn't teach you that. Don't do it. I think all the trainers do. <laughs> yeah. I've seen them come into the yard with the trailer in the air. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks, Ray. Way to go, buddy. Yep. And where where's the... Yeah. Where's the sign-off? Where's stay cool on your stool? Yeah. Ray Ray, 0013. Yeah. Man. 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 Letting us down, Ray Ray. Yeah. Well, he didn't let me down because he sent it on like Monday, and I usually get it Wednesday morning. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's great. All right, time for some high road hauling. High road up. This is going to be my best Super Dave impression. (laughs) Here's your high road hauling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, funny. I really like this one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i really like this maybe you should do it <laughs> so uh this week is is called stop worrying about things you can't control and boy that's that's hard to do isn't it it is that almost you can create some internal drama with no one but yourself worrying about things that are not in your control so worrying about things beyond your control is an extremely common problem excessive worry can cause anxiety and stress most people worry sometimes, but when it starts affecting your day and night, you have to stop. Easier said than done, but here are some helpful ideas from the experts. Number one, be aware what you can do. That's can do. Some things are within our control and some things are not. We must recognize how to separate the two. Melissa Day A therapist and speaker says being mindful of what you can do will help you experience freedom from stress and worry because we can only work with what we have. Notice all the brilliant things you can do every day for yourself and others. I love that point, that you can do for yourself and others. So, Number two, let go of what you can't control. This helps you control your emotions. Needing to control things is a natural human emotion. When we stop trying to control the external circumstances, such as other people's actions, we can focus on what we can control. Dr. Linda Shaw, a neuroscientist and business psychologist, says to accept that change happens all the time and to keep an open mind so when things don't go as planned or hoped, you can let go easier. Number three, challenge your negative thoughts. Amid the endless loop of worry, you may find it useful to step back and question the validity of your thoughts. Where is the evidence? Have you confused thought with a fact? Boy, we run into that a lot, don't we? Yeah. What, what people think and what the facts are are two different things. So we love the facts around here. What would a friend say about your thoughts? The NHS suggests exploring other ways of looking at the situation, while the experts at Purple House Clinic recommend not giving power to upsetting thoughts. Number four, practice mindfulness and living in the present. Chingay Tobin from Black Swan Relationship Academy suggests practice being in the present moment by first following your breath as you breathe in and out. This will bring you back into alignment and clear your mind. Number five, limit exposure triggers. If certain news, apps, social media, conversations, or events trigger worry or anxiety, consider reducing your exposure. 
Pay attention to how you're feeling and know that saying no is okay. Number six, use breathing techniques. Focus on your breathing helps distract you from anxious thoughts. And by activating your calming periosympathetic nervous system, says Christina Reinoff, owner of So Yoga Wellness Academy. Ooh, there we go. And the last one, number seven, seek support. Finally, share your concerns with trusted friends, family members, or a therapist. Talking about your worries can provide a fresh perspective, emotional support, and potential solutions. And the quote of the week is an old Norwegian saying, there is no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothing. (laughs) I like that. That's almost a Confucius. Appreciate your sensitivity today, Brother Dave. Yeah. You did a good job. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Final thoughts? You two are killing me. <laughs> jab, 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 jab. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just uh, I want to read this to everybody because I think it goes with the, the whole group. Even if you don't hear it and you're, and you're doing a great job or not struggling, um, and then, uh, you know, there is, like you t- said, Jim, there's a lot of life going on right now. So there's a lot of, a lot of people struggling. Yep. And uh, I, I ran across, and I even bought the book, but it's, uh, she's a young lady, Whitney Hansen, and she's done a whole book of poetry and different sayings and stuff. So I just I want to read this one here. It says, I am proud of you for things that no one has seen. I am proud of you for getting up when you felt like it took everything to move. I am proud of you for not crying when you felt like you couldn't hold it together anymore. I am proud of you for crying after you felt like you were too numb and just too broken of a shell of a person. I am proud of you for walking away from someone who is hurting you so badly. I am just plain proud of you. Mm. And I, I am proud of everybody here. That's awesome, Jim. That is awesome. Thanks. Yeah. When did you find time to read? I don't. <laughs> Actually, Jim, and I told you the other day, I joked with you, I have time to read, but I read like six pages and it can put me to sleep in a heartbeat. No matter, usually how interesting. You need better books. I, it has to be a really good book, Dave. Because it's usually at the end of the day, right. you know, and I'm, it's a, it's a download for me. So sure. yeah, sometimes it's just much easier. I love an audio book. Right. It's just much easier to listen. Sure. It's like well, that's podcast. why you're falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Not having to physically stay awake and do anything. Right. And you can close your eyes. That just makes you like, really go. You're to not sleep, having to right? watch anything, right? That's just like, oh, calming music. Well, my closing thoughts, I, I, I kind of wanted to search something this morning. And it, it's really actually a really good uh, from WikiHow on to do anything. And, uh, you know, we talk about the accident and we talk about how to do the right thing. And, you know, we talked about, you know, jam. I mean, you can you can apply this to all these things here at work. When I say how to do the right thing, how to clear that intersection. We ran a red light, mm. right? We didn't do it right. You know, the send it on the shirt, the flames on the truck, mm. the, you know, showing up here and leave me alone on the shirt. You know, I mean, they're, these are all subtle things, and you can apply this how to do the right thing to everything. Everything you do can be looked at or criticized or, or, or put on a pedestal, right? Mm. I mean, there's, there's good things that are that are please people that are good things for them. So this is how to do the right thing. 
And these are just the highlights. I'm not going to read all the little bullet points, but it's three parts. And, and number one of part one is take a step back to rationally think through the situation. Mm. Now, I know you think, ah, oh, gosh, I, I'm just driving through a light. How difficult is it? Well, apparently it's difficult enough we couldn't do it. Right. Right? It, it, and, and you need to take a step back and rationally think through that situation. And, you know, this is where I hope the driver does listen to the podcast, which I doubt he will. If he, even if he did, I doubt he will. So, you know, the purpose of this step is to ensure you're making the best choice possible to avoid negative consequences. Mm. Boom. I mean, just, you know, and I'm not even going to read the bullet points below these, but it just gets better and better. <laughs> Number two, imagine possible outcomes. Look at that light. You know, like Jam said, thank God that guy was uninjured and walked away, right? Think of the other outcomes. We've talked about them this whole podcast, right? That Think of the outcomes that could possibly happen because you're making a particular decision. Evaluate all or potentially important outcomes so you don't decide on an impulse. Mm. I mean, this, this, when I hit this this morning, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, it's tailored to us, right? Yes. And this is everything we've talked about on today's podcast. Hmm. Absolutely everything with the, with the accident we had. And we talk about slowing down. You can make these decisions a heck of a lot easier if you're calm and relaxed and slowed hmm. down and not, not just going balls out, right? So number three is, uh, again, love this one. It just hits everything. Consider any other individuals involved. Ah, mm. oh, man. What, think think of somebody else. That's a thing. <laughs> right. But I got to get this load. I need some more money. I got to make some more money. Doing the right thing isn't just about you. Most of the time it involves others and correcting a wrong holds the possibility of crossing others. On the other hand, other people may help you solve any conflicts and aid in you deciding what to do. Try asking these through. Well, this gets off into bullet points, so I'll just stay on the on the main ones here. Can, can so, I just can I just ask you a question yeah. on that, Dave? And I, most didn't you just read? Most of the time, it affects others. Yeah, I read so, it twice. So when does it? No matter what you do, when does it not affect others? I mean, think about something as as personal as committing suicide. When you know that's that's just you killing you, but doesn't that affect other people? And I, and I don't want to take anything away from your closing argument, Dave. But to me, it feels man, you're draining me. <laughs> it, it, you're really affecting them. <laughs> the the I think that's bull. <laughs> what we do always affects everybody, no matter what you do. That's Dave, what it's saying. Yeah. yeah, but it said most of the time. Oh, Bull. Jim's saying every time. Every yeah. time. I yeah. guess that's, that's every the Every decision you make, someone's affected. Yes, yeah. Dave. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So this is for you, part two, number one. <laughs> Staying calm. <laughs> Try not to overthink or overanalyze the situation, your reaction, and possible income. Doing so could result in several things that can affect how you go about doing the right thing. Mm. And that's just not being a spaz. You make a calm collected you know analysis of the situation and you move forward number two keep your emotions in check an emotion can quickly become too much to handle that could be anger it could be 
you know, silliness. It could be sadness. All these different things that affect you know. So keep your emotions in check. Uh, can I can I interrupt? Sure. <laughs> Go ahead, Jim. <laughs> Just talking about being calm and making rational decisions. So I can't remember who it was, but the other day, the day of the accident, somebody commented on you guys. They were like. The brothers seem really calm for what just happened. I'm like, well, they've been down this road before, and they know that you know <laughs> not being calm is not going to help anything. You know what I mean? Trust me, we were ducks. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we were calm on the outside yeah. and just not churning yeah. on the inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, number three, talk to someone. This can relieve any pressure you have on yourself. It always helps to talk out problems and what you're struggling with. I don't know anyone that. They're having problems, and you pull them aside, and you talk to them, and they're like, wow, thanks. That, that thanks. sucked. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. You guys aren't helping my final thoughts out at all. <laughs> no, but you're right. And I've had this conversation with a few drivers in the past couple of weeks, like, especially men. Sometimes we're really good about just pushing it all down. Just bury it. Yeah. Don't talk about it. Yeah. Well, there's one problem you're not talking about. Then you get another problem. Let's not talk about that one. Right. Then you now all of a sudden you got ten problems you don't want to talk about it, and then what happens? <laughs> you blow your top. Yep. And most of the time, those decisions <laughs> don't affect anybody. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yep. So so talk to someone. Uh, the last number four of part two is evaluate how you handle the situation, what your thought processes were like, and if applicable who you spoke to for advice. Doing the right thing in the moment of need is only half of the work, and the other half lies in the personal growth you go through. You know, So here we are talking about taking that advice. If you're watching someone do something, go mention something to them. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they'll evaluate how they handled that situation and have some personal growth amongst themselves. Love it. And then there, there's three parts or three bullet points left of, of part three, but I love part three. It's maintaining reputations. Hmm. We all kind of have a hmm. reputation. We yeah. develop our reputations, and it's how we act, or it's how we handle things, or it's how we respond to things, or it's how we treat people. But every one of us has a reputation. And, uh, man, to change your reputation, it takes a lot. Because it, it took a lot to build that reputation, good or bad. You've, well, you've garnered a reputation. I mean, first impressions could be your reputation. Rep- reputation right out the bat right and if you got a bad first impression and a bad reputation yep. it takes a lot absolutely to... jam yeah no i get it so so number one of that carry out what you do in a manner that appropriate appropriately represents you and here's your favorite part jim and others <laughs> <laughs> your representation and the representation of others should be kept in mind so again I mean, how do you want to look? Run that red light or stop for it, you know? Mm. So uh, then the part or number two of that is touch base with others and act as soon as possible. Doing right by others is just as important as carrying out a right deed to avoid guilt. It doesn't have to be a formal group debrief, but speaking with others involved with other involved individuals afterwards can relieve some residue tension. Keep in mind that talking with others can also positively result in the, in, you know, then they give a list of bullet points that it can result in, but we don't have that time. Uh, the last one here of part three, let everyone make his or her voice heard. 
Mm-hmm. We all have reputations to maintain, whether it is for others to see or for ourselves to be the person we are or strive to be. I love that. Whether it's the person we are or the person we strive to be, mm. it is important to keep in mind how we represent ourselves and represent others. That's awesome. I loved it. I that mean, was it was great. I'll make a copy for anybody that wants one. I want a copy. I love it. That was like two high road Hollands in a row. Right? Yeah. And right? I, yeah. I got to talk about that a little bit. Dave, thank you. You just, you just changed my life. For, no, I'm, I'm, I'm dead ass serious. I'm, it's not, no, it's not funny at all. I'm here all for, day. 41, 41 years. 41 years I've been doing this. And I don't know how many times I've looked at everybody and I said, all we have to offer is a service. I've been wrong for 41 years. Wow. There's two things we have to offer. Whip it on me. Our service and our reputation. There yeah. you go. Love it. And let yeah. that have let that let that go all these years, Dave. Yeah. That is so wrong. Man. So wrong. So thank you. I appreciate that. Of course. Well, I'll just wrap it up with my little <laughs> final thought. No, just kidding. <laughs> I actually really love this final thought. Uh it comes from a sermon from a few weeks ago up at Red Rocks. Pastor James Powell says and this is this is so good. Reasons never remove responsibility. Think about that, right? <laughs> Reasons never remove responsibility. Yeah. If we keep allowing our past pain to trigger God's present moment, we'll forfeit our future. Again, that guy's name is James Powell. And that's just so applicable. Like it's not to say like if you have past traumas or something happened to you or you're running late or Whatever the case may be, you you have reasons, but they don't remove the responsibility, right? right? I may feel sad on a Wednesday morning where I don't want to come to work. I have a responsibility to come in and do this podcast. I mean, also to work at JFW, right? But I can't just make excuses that remove my responsibilities. The responsibilities always are going to trump the reasons. And that's how you keep moving. That's how bad things could happen to you. And you keep moving because of the responsibilities, right? Good point, yeah. We don't get a flat tire, jump out, and slash the other three. We get out. (laughs) (laughs) Every time you say that, every time you say that, it cracks me up. We get out, we fix a flat, and we keep going, Uh, right? Yes, we do. We we could get the flat and be like, well, I can't drive anywhere. I got a reason. I have a flat tire. Yeah. No, the responsibility is you got to go serve your family, serve others, right? And we gotta keep on moving. So that it, that excuse doesn't remove that responsibility either. I think re- reasons and excuse are the same. Same thing, yeah. Same yeah. thing. Because yeah, your totally. excuse is this just is a reason. Re- this is the reason, but I'm right. using it for an excuse. Yeah, it's just a different word. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's don't, a good one. Yep. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Channel Twenty Three podcast. Hit that follow button. Also, don't forget to go back and listen to episode seventy two and help find Amber's mom. Links to her story will be in the description of today's podcast as well. Let's say the creed and get on out of here. Sounds good. Together we face and overcome all that stands before us. Together we are accident free. Together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work. Together we're accountable for our words and our actions. Together we are the JFW family. All right. Perfect. See y'all. Have a safe week. Thanks, everybody. I wrote up. I wrote up. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-trucking down the road. 
Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any Rocky Mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings, but that's never been a problem, cause we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just looking for another load. I hear there's a couple million tons to move. I see them everywhere. So you best get out their way and watch that sand and gravel disappear. There's another run to make. We gotta get it there on time. And we got what it takes to lay it all out on the line. Big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Those big bright shiny red trucks got the best drivers in town. They got all the tools they need to keep that hammer down. When they hit them scales, they won't need to dodge them, won't need to duck them. They just keep that hammer down And they keep that diesel trucking Keep that hammer down And keep that diesel trucking I see those big bright shiny red trucks Just a trucking down the road Those big bright shiny red trucks Just a looking for another Keep them doors closed, keep them butts in their seats Cause those customers are calling, and those red trucks can't be beat They've gotta put the hammer down, and pick up another load Get it off the ground, keep them eyes open and on the road Keep them eyes open on the road Big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Breaker, breaker, two, three. Anybody got a copy on that channel 23 podcast? Welcome and thanks for listening.